guys can hear me let me make sure my screens are straight okay yes they are give me just a second here okay great <laughs> y'all are in here i'm sorry i'm late y'all know it's always a lot going on y'all know y'all come to a, a tea street she said it starts at four it's gonna be at least five to ten minutes late in this case it's been about 30 minutes but i got some dope news i was talking to spotify and the reason why it's late is because I was looking out for my tea sippers. So if you guys do not know, Spotify is flying me out to Essence Fest. So I'm super excited, honey. Again, they see value in your girl, unlike the YouTubes, okay? Um, so they're flying me out and cutting a check, okay? Two for one. Paying for everything and cutting a check. So I'm going to be doing their first panel uh, with Essence Fest. So I'm super excited. I'm going to be with some other black women in entertainment as well. So you know what I'm saying? Your girl's coming up. Okay? So I'm just really ecstatic and I'm very grateful to them. Um, so I was like, okay, what about my tea sippers? Can they come and see me? Like, you know, what? what's the tea? Because we're going to do it in front of an audience. So they told me that they're going to give me uh, 10 tickets. So if you're going to be at Essence Fest and you're a tea sipper, if you're a member, a Discorder, or a Patreon person, email me, give me your information so I know, and I will get it over to Spotify so you can come and be there to support your girl, because I want my tea sippers in the house, even if it's just 10 of y'all, honey. At least us 10 can sip together. You know, the other people are, are bigger than me, so I guess they get way more tickets, which is cool. You know what I'm saying? It's cool. It's cool. As long as there's some room for my tea sippers. So if you're going to be at Essence Fest... Um, and you want to come by our panel and come see me live, email me at lovelyt2002yahoo.com. Let me know if you're a Patreon member, a YouTube member, or a Discorder. I need those names so that way I can make sure you know you've been here. You know what I'm saying? Supporting the channel. Um, and I will get you that information. So I, I just want to make sure y'all could come too. I'm like, don't have me just there. And everybody else's fans is there. And then mine aren't there. So um, I'm really excited. I haven't been to Essence Fest since 2019. Miss um, Jackson, if you nasty, y'all know I'm the biggest Janet Jackson fan. So I am so excited. She's going to be playing at the Superdome. I cannot wait to see her. So it's going to be a lot of stuff going on. So it's just, it's been busy. Like I literally just got back from LA, like literally the other day. BT weekend was lit. I had an amazing time. I ended up going to uh, Jason Lee's um impact awards so that was really nice i think he did a good job um a lot of people came through so that was definitely fun um it was really just dope just seeing everybody again and just reconnecting with people and you know i have to pull a tea sipper move you know what i'm saying me and ink monster child we was collecting them damn pillows let me show y'all this in case you're not on my instagram page i pulled what the tea sippers did at my event remember i told y'all we had like 20 pillows made and we turned around one before I left. So we were up there grabbing our little pillow souvenirs. So I made sure to get me one. Where is it at? Where is it at? Where is it at? Right here. So I got me a Fox Soul and a Zeus pillow, okay? 
<laughs> so, you know, I told you, like, those are souvenirs. That's why I laughed when the tea sippers took pillows with them back home. Because I'm like, we do the same shit, so don't even feel bad. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just super excited. Like, everything has just been coming together. I ended up going to uh, Taraji's BT um, pre-show dinner. You know what I'm saying? The day before. So that was really nice. I got a chance to meet her and a lot of people there. I got a chance to meet Queen Beyonce's cousin Angie. And she was so cool. She's itty bitty. Really sweet. So, you know, I just had a really great time in L.A. Minus the Airbnb drama that I spoke about on Instagram. So definitely watch out. There's a lot of Airbnb scams going on in L.A. Where people are running illegal Airbnbs. And, um... I don't play that mess. Once something ain't right in my gut, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? This lady, literally her lock was not on her door. It was up the street in a public parking lot. I had my bags on me. As soon as I touched the lock and them buttons weren't moving, I said, I'm out. I'm not doing this. There's a bunch of homeless people walking around, people looking at me. They're not about to hit me back in my damn head and take my shit. Hell no. I got right back in my car and I went off on Airbnb. So I explained everything on Instagram. So if you haven't seen that post, check it out. But be careful. They're really out here doing a lot of shady shit. One of my tea sippers ended up getting um, robbed at gunpoint the weekend before. She was getting an Airbnb in Sherman Oaks. And the people ran up on her and put a gun to her and her baby's face. So it's real out here. Um... In certain cities, I just wouldn't play around with Airbnb. And sorry, L.A., you're going to be one of those cities. Um, you know, I might still rock with Atlanta, but L.A., absolutely not. Not after that experience and all this stuff that I'm seeing going on there. I think it's better to just get a hotel, okay? So I talked about that. Now, as far as the BT Awards, I did get a chance to watch that. Um, <laughs> what's up, Digital Soapbox? <laughs> now I got to keep it real about L.A., honey, Okay. So as far as that goes, I watched the BT Awards, right? I wasn't able to go, child. I guess I wasn't, you know, popular enough. But it's cool, you know what I'm saying? I watched it at, at you know, we, we chilled at the hotel. And we were all there watching the show. And I thought the show was pretty decent. I don't know what the hell uh, Carisha was doing, you know what I'm saying, Young Miami. Like, I get it. Folks are going in on her. They're like, she's so thirsty. Diddy's up there talking about everybody else, and he never mentioned her name. And, you know, people were dragging her about that. But you know what? I think at this point, I, I don't know. I, I think there's like some low-key jealousy and salt. I think people are feeling a way that she's even in the company of a P. Diddy. Okay? Now, I'm going to say this. At the end of the day, a fair trade ain't no robbery. Okay? Diddy is using her just like she's using him. Diddy is using her how? Because she's young. She's fresh. She's, you know, part of the city girl's. She may not be able to rap. She sounds like she got a bunch of shit in her mouth. But at the end of the day, she's a beautiful girl, and she's in one of the hottest rap groups. You can't take that away from her. I don't think she can rap, though. But she is in one of the hottest rap groups. So Diddy knows what he's doing. He's an energy vampire. He's trying to tap into the youth. He's trying to tap into her energy. He's trying to stay relevant and young. Y'all know damn well Carisha should be dating damn Justin. You know what I'm saying? Or Quincy. But, you know, she, she's with Diddy. And it seems like people are so mad at her for that. You know, she's putting up the sign. Time I go, Poppy. Let me show y'all this sign, child. She was showing out. She was showing out at the BT Wars. Let me show y'all this sign she had up, honey. She was representing her daddy. 
So there she goes right there. And then you see JT, like, bitch, sit down. You know, she's trying to do the homegirl tap, like, sit your ass down. And you can't see Uzi's face in here, but little Uzi is literally like, what the fuck is she doing? <laughs> so I find the whole situation funny. Like I said, to me, a lot of folks are knocking her. They're saying she's being thirsty. She's looking stupid. I think she's having fun. You know what I'm saying? What is she, like 25 years old? She's having fun. She's getting some, you know, some old rich peen on the side. Okay, her names are, are being mentioned on, on Vote TV. She got a show out of it. I'm not mad at her. A lot of y'all be smashing, you know, uh, the old uh, food truck driver on the block. Don't be hating on her because she, she messing with Diddy. Don't be mad. Okay, some of y'all are, are jumping uh, in the bed with the ice cream man. Like, stop. Okay. So I'm not mad at her. She's doing her thing. She's having fun. Y'all said she's 30. Oh, okay. Well, she looks young. She's 28. Okay. So she's between the age of 28 and 30. Either way, she hell, she's younger than me. So to me, I look at her like a baby. She's having fun. She's living her life. Like I said from day one, I told y'all this is not a serious relationship. So I don't understand why people are so mad. I said it's a sexual relationship. Nothing more, nothing less. Diddy was with Kim Porter for years. She bore his children. She held him. Y'all remember back? Come on, 90s babies. Y'all remember that shit when he was playing Kim for J-Lo? Okay? Him and J-Lo be rocking the red carpet, and Kim Porter would be in the background looking mad and salty. But she, you know, she kept her composure, but she knew what it was. She'd be in the background of all them damn pictures. Y'all can Google. You see J-Lo and, and P. Diddy looking in love and Kim in the background like, just blinking and shit. So if he could do that to Kim and not marry her after she held him down, bore his twins, probably got stretch marks behind them twins and all types of shit, he ain't about to marry Carisha. She knows what it is. You know what I'm saying? She's just having fun, you know, and in this day and age, it's about attention. So while he's up there, you know, giving his long, that was a long ass speech. I was like, damn, is it, is it done yet? Oh, he's still talking. Okay, keep going, P. Diddy. I'm listening. You know what I'm saying? About the nod off and shit. You know, but he was giving that long speech. So she jumped on the opportunity. She grabbed the sign and was like, go, Poppy. You know, people do stuff to go viral. They do stuff for attention. So I'm not mad at her. You know what I'm saying? She's having her fun. She knows what it is. She knows he's not about to marry her. You know what I'm saying? And I just think she, she's having fun and it's a good look for her. Because you got to think about this is a girl who comes from the streets of Miami, from the hood. Okay. Her mama was in prison. She's been through a lot of shit. And now somebody like that is rubbing shoulders with one of the biggest icons in music. You can like Diddy or not like Diddy, but at the end of the day, she's made it to that level. So I ain't mad at her. I'm not mad at her. Okay, she looked beautiful. She's doing her thing. She's grown. It is what it is, okay? So now, child, we got it. We got to talk about Lil' Kim. We got to talk about Lil' Kim's outfit. I don't, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. The memes were being cranked. I'm going to show y'all this one meme. Little Kim had a lot of people scared. <laughs> she had a lot of people scared BT Weekend. Let me show y'all this meme that's going viral on social media, child. Give me just a second. All right, here goes the meme of Little Kim. This, she, she came out to perform with Diddy. They said, Little Kim scared the F out of me. I farted and everything. <laughs> They are going in on Kim. This outfit, 
I don't get it. I don't care if this is high end. I don't give a damn if it costs $10,000. It wasn't flattering. It wasn't a flattering. <laughs> it wasn't flattering. We love Kim. Okay, Kim has some bops. She's an icon. But I don't know why Kim continuously tries to dress like she's 21. It, it doesn't fit her shape. The, the BBL fat done spread. Because y'all know people, you know, that fat transfer shit spreads. You know, it just it it just wasn't flattering. I mean, it it was just weird. It was really bad, you know, and people just roasted her. They had a field day roasting her. You know, I just wish not even dress her age cuz again, you can be in your 40s and still dress young. There's nothing wrong with that, but you have to know your shape. You have to know, you know what I'm saying, the things that you can pull off body-wise. There's certain shit that I know for a fact I won't wear. I'm like, I don't think it will look right on me. You know, I got these big ass titties and, and my legs aren't the biggest, right? So there's certain things I'm like, that doesn't look too flattering. I'm not wearing it. You know what I'm saying? So you got you to gotta know how to dress for your shape. And that was just a very bad outfit choice. Um, like Mary J. Blige, she's older, but she literally cannot do any wrong to me as far as her fashion choices. She looks nice. She wears things that flatter her shape. I don't care if it's some short shorts, a skirt. May J. Blige, like her outfits always work and she's an older woman. You know, like you, you have to understand what goes with your body. And th- that was just, it was bad. It was bad, you know. And um, again, I don't understand when this became fashionable, this whole leotard underwear over the leggings. I don't like, why is that a thing? Like, <laughs> I blame Beyonce. She started this damn leotard trend. You know what I'm saying? Like, when we were younger, the only people who wore leotards and leggings and shit were them exercise. People in the old 80s exercise videos, let's get physical. I want to get physical. That's the only time you saw that. And they only wore it in the music. Nobody was walking around the street dressed like that. And now it's like everybody got on a leotard with leggings. It's not, it's just not flattering. I mean, unless you're just like super itty bitty maybe, but it's not flattering on a lot of people. Uh, that's just being honest. So, you know, Kim, we love you, but no. And then, and then let me ask y'all this, because I notice this is a narrative that's being spun by the younger generation. They always say, well, the reason why little Kim got all this plastic surgery is because you guys were, were making fun of her and harassing her back in the day. Now, let me explain something to, like, you new kids who just got here, okay? Maybe it's me, but growing up in the 90s and 2000s, I don't recall anybody saying anything bad about Little Kim's looks before the plastic surgery. Put a teacup if before the plastic surgery, you don't remember people saying anything bad about her looks. I don't remember it in magazines, Tell, I don't remember anybody talking about her nose, her skin tone. So, you know, I get tired of, like, us 90s kids, like, we didn't have social media. That's y'all that be trolling these damn celebrities and giving them low damn self-esteem. Thank you. Y'all see these teacups? I don't recall. Like, I've been, like, trying to rack my brain. Like, was it in a magazine? Was it a video? I don't know anybody who caught little Kim ugly back in the day. People might have said she was short. Well, damn, her name, Little Kim, right? They might have said that her lyrics were raunchy. They might have even called her a hoe. Okay. 
But I don't recall anybody talking about her looks because Little Kim was a beautiful brown-skinned woman. Like, everybody thought Little Kim was gorgeous, Foxy Brown, Lauren Hill. So if Little Kim wanted to get all that plastic surgery... And granted, y'all can say it's because the boyfriend, it's Biggie, you know, the boyfriend broke her nose. Like, I know that part of it, too. But can we just come to an agreement that little Kim wanted to change little Kim? Can y'all stop blaming us 90s kids? Because I've never trolled Kim. I'm still a fan of Kim. But I notice that's what a lot of the young kids say. A lot of y'all 20-year-olds are like, well, y'all want to clown her outfit at the BET Awards, but it's because she had to get all this plastic surgery because y'all kept messing with her back in the day. That is not why. You're not going to blame us for that shit. BBLs weren't even around back in the day. <laughs> back in the day, you had to inject your ass with all types of uh, cement and, and, and uh, baby oil and shit. Wasn't no damn BBLs back then. So, no, we didn't, we didn't encourage this behavior. So, we're, no, we're not, us 90s kids, we're not going to be blamed for what Little Kim looks like in 2022. We're not going to do that, okay? I feel like Little Kim wanted to change herself. Granted, there might have been issues with men and how men looked at her, but at the end of the day, she wanted to change herself, okay? She chose to go and get all these injections and, you know, all this stuff done. And that's her business. But people, I, I've definitely seen more hate towards her now after her changing her face and her body structure and all that. But before then, I never saw that. The men wanted to smash Little Kim. They thought Little Kim was everything. And young girls wanted to be like Little Kim. Now, we weren't trying to make Sprite cans disappear in our mouths. Don't get it twisted because we was like 14, 15. But her, her sense of fashion was so dope to us. Now, we couldn't afford no Chanel shit. Okay, but we damn sure would go to like, what was that, Rainbow, Foxmore, you know, get them little outfits that kind of look like the crush on you video. You know, we all loved her style. We just couldn't afford the high end shits. We got the generic version of her outfits. Okay, so Little Kim will always be an icon, but I think we need to dead this whole thing that that people just clowned her so bad. And that's why she went and got plastic surgery, because honestly, I've seen her get clowned more now after the surgeries than ever before. To me, little Kim was just, she was gorgeous, you know, and she's a sweet lady and I've met her. She's really sweet, but y'all know I'm gonna keep it real. I don't give a damn if I met you not. That outfit was not hitting, sis. Just saying, okay? So, yes, the, the BT Awards, man, was a trip, but, um, you know, I enjoyed it for what it was. I thank Lizzo. I loved her performance because y'all know I love instruments, okay? She came out there like solid gold soul, honey, and was killing it on the flute. I think she did a good job, so it was dope to see her up there. Jasmine Sullivan, you know, she's definitely getting her flowers. She won an award. I don't know what Summer Walker had on. Again, Summer Walker has a cute shape, but that that outfit was just, it, it wasn't hitting. It wasn't hitting. You know, it, it's like, I get it. People try and do things to go viral and, you know, to get attention. It just, it was too much. You know, at some point in time, there has to be, a sense of decorum. And again, like I said, I always feel like when it comes to black events, BT versus, we don't hold it with the utmost like we do other venues. You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't see her wearing that to the Grammys. Let's keep that real. Now, there's been some scantily clad shit worn at the Grammys, but it was always with, you know, some type of taste. Like, even J-Lo's Grammy dress, the green one, that Versace dress, it was still tasteful. It was very cute, 
that outfit that Summer Walker wore, it just, no, it needed to be on, you know, Xena Warrior Princess. That wasn't for BET. So I thought some of the outfits were just a bit over the top, and that was one of them that I, I really didn't like. But for the most part, there was a lot of cute outfits. Somebody said, who styles her? Child, I don't know, child. I'm not sure. Let me read some of these comments here. Um, let's see here. Jamie Gonzalez says, I'm not surprised. Congratulations, booked and busy and stylish. Thank you so much, Jamie. Appreciate you, love. Um, S. Ferris says, and all that without a million subscribers. Good to see integrity still matters. Amen. You know, again, people be trying to race to the top. Don't nobody care about that. People want integrity, factual news, you know what I'm saying? And when people come to this channel, it's nothing but good energy. We have fun. We kiki. You know, when you leave my streams, like I always tell y'all, my goal is for y'all to leave, you know what I'm saying, no, knowing more than when you came and feeling good, you know what I'm saying, having a, a discussion that you can take back to your friends and your family. So that's what my channel's always been about. So thank you so much. Um... Let's see here. Jay says, hey, auntie, I've been a supporter for two months. Now this is one of the best decisions I've ever made. That's what's up, and thank you so much for the support. Now, speaking of all the supporters, if you guys noticed, I redid y'all's icons. I did that, okay? So if you look, everybody has, well, the ones who are, you know, paid members, y'all have little teacups. So like, like, Rima, like Rima's World has a black teacup because she's been here, I think, maybe two months or something, uh, Nurse Courtney has a red teacup, meaning she's probably been here six months. Either way, there's different levels to this shit. So I spent the whole, I had some free time, and I had designed those cups and made them color-coordinated because the other designs, that the default ones that YouTube gives y'all, is boring. And then I also gave y'all some um, new emojis as well. So, okay, look at all the members. Okay, we see y'all. Yes, I designed that for y'all. So depending on what level you're at, the ones who are purple, y'all have been here the longest. So thank y'all, OGs. I appreciate y'all's support. But yeah, there's also new emojis. Okay, good. I see y'all posting the emojis. There's a Will Smith one. There's a Kanye West. I was having a ball this weekend, child. I was like, let me go ahead and hook y'all up because I feel good. <laughs> look at all the emojis. Look, 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 look how I bless my audience. Okay. So no, but thank you guys. Thank y'all just so much for just the support. I really, really appreciate it. It means a lot. Um, let's see here. Marlon Harrison, what's up, Marlon? Thanks for the $10. He says, despite the mic situation, I still love this year's show. All the surprise guests and performances were really good this year. They were. I enjoyed it. So thank you so much. Uh, let's see here. Booker Ronan, what's up, Ronan? He says, much love at Lovely Tea and the Tea Sippers. Thank you so much for the super chat. Appreciate you. Uh, Phelan M says, hey, T, glad to see you are supporting really graceful, still patiently waiting for a Discord link. Stay blessed and stay and stay, stay safe. Why can't I say that? Thank you so much. I love her. We follow each other. Uh, we've spoken in the DMs a few times. She's a sweetheart. Y'all know I support my conspiracy people because I know a lot of times they don't get paid for their work. And whenever I see that somebody is a true editor, they're a true researcher, I'm joining their Patreon and, I, and I'm paying them every month. You know what I'm saying? So she's been one of the people I've been supporting her for years. A lot of people. Her, KJ, Newbury. It's a lot of people. Black Balloon. 
who else I be on this supporting child? It's a whole lot of y'all. Because I know a lot of times their content gets demonetized or won't be approved because of YouTube. So we, you know, if y'all want the real, y'all got to support it. You know, and that's why I appreciate my support is here because y'all support, y'all support the deep dives. Y'all support me in general. Hell, you know what they did? They demonetized and age restricted my ATL video. The video where I had uh, the Zoom meeting, it only has 2,000 views because they demonetized it and they age restricted it. Why would they do that? That was a positive conversation. I was crying. Why would they do that? Because, again, when you're trying to spread positivity and love, they don't like that. But the second I'm talking about ratchet shit, oh, it's monetized and pushed y'all through the algorithm. So y'all got to see the big picture. And that's why I say you got to support these people who are bringing y'all the real. So I love me some really graceful. I'm proud of that sister. You know what I'm saying? She's doing her thing, and she's been doing it for a while. So thank you for the super chat. Um, let's see here. Uh... Darcy Casey says, I love your energy, T. You always make me cackle and belly laugh. I look forward to your streams. Aloha from Hawaii. Thank you so much, Darcy. Thanks for coming through, love. Appreciate you. Uh, Tracy with the T. What's up, sis? She says, hey, lovely T. Gorgeous. You are doing the damn thing. Congratulations, baby. Please mind me up. I was struck down. I emailed you. Girl, they told me that you had, that you got, that you was locked up and stuff. People was, like, sending me messages. I said, child, I'm, I'm busy. I got shit to do. I got a show coming up. But I'm glad to see you're free, Tracy. Uh, you leaving, Cameron? Your dad's here? Okay. I'll see you later. I'm going out of town, okay? So I'll see you next Wednesday. All right. That's my nephew. I'm, I'm watching him. Um, so, Tracy, let me go ahead and make your mind. I got you, sis. I couldn't reply back, but, you know, I was like, free Tracy shit. I don't know. I don't know what happened. You know what I mean? So, you're mod again. You know what I'm saying? Tracy been rocking me for a long time. <laughs> Tracy been, man, she's been a diehard tea sipper. She be involved in, you know, all types of, you know, foolishness. I ain't got shit to do with me. Okay? They ain't got nothing to do with our relationship. So, thank you, Tracy. You're good, sis. I'm glad you're out. <laughs> I love my tea sippers. They be going through it, honey. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, so did everybody just join the membership today? Okay, well, thank y'all. All these new members. I appreciate y'all. Raven Black sent $100. Thank you so much, Raven. She says, hey, T, I'm at work and I will catch the playback. Congratulations on the live event and on the BT sponsorship for the podcast. You are truly an inspiration. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming through, sis. Appreciate you. Um, let's see here. Oh, New Breed is in the house. He sent $20. He says, real talk, I support you 100 as well. Thank you, New Breed. Appreciate you. Uh, Willis Porter says, do you think Wendy Williams should start? Hold on, should be starting a podcast. I honestly want her to heal before doing anything. I'm going to say this. Um, I don't know where the picture... Chat, let me see. Who had it? I think Jasmine Brand had it. There's a picture going around of Wendy Williams. She's like rubbing her foot. Her foot is like the size of a tree trunk. Because, you know, she has lymphedema. Um, I, maybe she needs to rest. I don't know. But I think a podcast, honestly, would be a lot less stressful for her. Because, you know, a podcast... Unless you're doing video, you can really just be in your pajamas, relaxing and talking in front of a microphone. So I think that might be 
more easy for her as opposed to having to like struggle child to walk up on stage and her ankles are the size of a tree trunk. You know what I'm saying? So I think maybe the podcast thing might be better for Wendy, but we'll have to see. And it's going to be very interesting because I know um, her ex-husband, Kevin, he's also uh, suing the production of the show because, you know, they just kicked him off. And so he has a whole lawsuit going on with them as well. So it's going to be very interesting to see if she can keep with the same spice as she had on her live TV show. Either way, I'm here for it. You know what I'm saying? She's the queen. If it wasn't for her, none of us would be doing this. So I'm definitely here for it. But that picture... The internet ain't shit. That picture that y'all are using for the story, I'm like, what the? It was such a bad. I said, why would y'all freeze frame this picture? She's like rubbing her ankle and her face is like, it's such a bad picture. <laughs> it's on the Jasmine brand. I couldn't even but laugh, child. I was cracking up. Oh, and shout out to, uh, what's his name? Big Daddy who came to the show yesterday, who caught into the Green Room show. Big Daddy, Bruce, Big Daddy, shout out to you. I actually went and I streamed your music. I liked it. While I was editing the show, I had your music playing. That is R&B. I really enjoyed it. So shout out to you. Shout out to all these new R&B people. Y'all was giving me some good names. So I was looking them up on Spotify and on Apple. You know what I'm saying? So R&B is not, like we said, it ain't dead, but it's, it's damn sure asleep. So I'm definitely going to start supporting some of these people that I'm listening to. So thank you guys for some of those new names. Okay. But yeah, Big Daddy Bruce, honey, he was lit. I said, okay, Big Daddy. <laughs> he got some good love music too. You know what I'm saying? Old school. I love it. It made me feel really good. So I love this. So shout out to you and thank you for calling into the show. <laughs> uh, Kathy Moore says your mic works well. Oh, let me address the mic situation from the other video. Okay, remember, you guys, I was in a hotel. That Wi-Fi wasn't working. I had to use my MiFi. So my MiFi was not as strong. So that affected the audio. That's why I sounded like I was talking in a tin can. I was like, wish. I was like, oh, this audio is bad, but there's nothing I could do. So that's how I was just like, turn it down. You know what I mean? Because I know it's extremely loud, but now I'm back with my old set. But I did get an Ethernet cord for my MiFi. So I had did some tests yesterday and the, the MiFi with the Ethernet cord was way stronger and the audio was able to connect properly to my microphone. So when I go to New Orleans, we shouldn't have an issue. So, yeah, it was the audio was bad, which y'all know wasn't my fault. You know, what I, mean? I don't play by my equipment. I like stuff to sound crisp, but that's what that was. So thank you. Um, Nubian Khaleesi, I love that. Girl, Game of Thrones, honey, the prequel. I know you ready, okay? She says, hey, T, I'm glad I caught the live. I'm five weeks postpartum with a brand new baby tea sipper. Aww. I also was accidentally kicked out the Discord a year ago. <laughs> okay, I didn't mean to laugh. But congratulations on the baby, sis. Send us an email, child, so we can get you back in. Email me, and I'll get you over to Marnell. So thank you, and congratulations. You're definitely eligible to come back, okay? We got you. Um, what, what are you doing, Tay? Did Cameron leave? Okay. Okay, y'all know when you be live, that's when your kids want to come and peek in the door. Like, what is it? I'm working here. It's like these kids just keep popping up. Um, let's see here. 
Uh, Mojo says, congratulations for everything, Ms. T. Can you make me a mod? I'm, I've been on the Discord for almost a year now. Next year, I'll make your, all your events. Thank you so much for the super chat. And yes, I will make you a mod. There you go. Now, don't y'all all start asking, because that's what y'all do. So one person asks, and they be like, 50 people like, can I be a mod? Can I be a mod? Can I be a mod? No. <laughs> she was the last one for now. Um, all right, so let me say, I've been out here for 32 minutes. Chad, okay, we got over 9,000 people in the house. Thank y'all for coming through. We got to talk about this Caesar situation, okay? Um, I might be on here for a little bit longer. Uh, I don't have to pack till later, so... Y'all gonna have me for a while. Y'all ain't doing nothing else, so just, you know, sit back and enjoy the show. So, we gotta talk about Caesar and this entire situation with um, Suzette and Duchess, okay? Now, I had to, I had, okay, I have a video here, and I'm gonna play you guys kind of what's going on with the situation, Caesar is speaking out, and he's basically saying that um, his ex-girlfriend, Suzette James, I believe that's her last name, is the one who leaked the video. Now, remember during the stream that I did the other day in L.A., I told y'all that Gossip in the City initially was saying that it was a neighbor who leaked that video. Folks kept arguing with me. I'm like, I know what I read. Well, you know me. I wanted to find the receipt. So something ain't adding up. But I want y'all to watch these videos that I put together of Caesar talking about the situation, Suzette coming out speaking on the situation, and then Duchess also speaks about Caesar's abuse as well. Okay? So I want y'all to watch that. Watch this. Give me just a second here. Let me share my screen. Uh, okay, this is it. All right. Y'all know I don't play with my receipts. I'm going to damn. Now, what do y'all see? I circled it for y'all and everything because people love to talk shit. The person who captured the video reportedly identified the man as their neighbor, Caesar. Remember, I told y'all that y'all kept screaming, uh-uh, it came from his ring alarm. I said, that's not even how the ring alarm works. It, I mean, the ring camera, excuse me. That's not the angle of films from. But then I did find out that I guess Ring makes other types of cameras, so y'all did teach me that. I don't use Ring. I'm team Simply Safe, okay? I got Simply Safe every damn thing. So I, I don't know by Ring what they got going on. I know what Simply Safe got going on. But that was what was initially, that's what initially came out. So now it's very strange that he's trying to say that it's Suzette who did it. So let me go ahead and play this for y'all here came out as a result of you leaving somebody alone, basically. Basically. And they always dangled it over my head. You know how, how I felt? Having that dangled over your head, like, yo, you bugging. And it took for years. And then finally, after I sit here and say I'm single, the next day that drops. Wait, wait, wait. How old is this video? Exactly. This didn't happen this weekend? No, no, yo, no. Wait, when was so? Okay, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking this happened. Man, this joint is so old, it's so ridiculous. I mean, we even told him, like, yeah, it, it, it's messed up and the situation is crazy. And like I said, I'm going to rectify it. But it's just like the way it came out was just like, what? Like, I leave you alone and this is what we do? And mind you, help shorty out and everything. Like, I wasn't any person. I was like, I was holding her down with her whole career and all that. I was the one who was pushing it, you feel me? So for even that, it was like, damn, I, I felt like I got portrayed. And you got to understand, 
everything going on, I get cut from VH1. Got Donna sitting there with my daughter at graduation. It's all these little things like the betrayal is crazy to me because all these people that are my basically acting like ops to me are people I put in position to eat. Everybody you could look at is talking about me where I put in position to eat. They were, I want to say there was nobody before I put them on TV because everybody, somebody TV don't define you, but let's just put it out there. Their popularity came off the platform that I created. So why, how y'all sitting here spitting in my face because y'all not here no more? Mm. 10 years in, all of a sudden, all of this is coming out. All right, show me the proof now. Y'all keep talking, yo. And this one, I'm keep talking to lawyers start getting called because I want to see proof now. You can't just sit here and just say, yo, he's this, he's that. Where's the proof? Even Okay, so before Suzette talks, let me let me say this real quick. Um first of all, I don't care if this happened ten years ago or ten days ago. That doesn't negate the fact that you chased this little dog. It wasn't no big ass big head Rottweiler. One of them little tiny purse dogs. You grabbed a folding chair and was like, Waka! to a dog. Like, like, why is he acting like the time frame matters? It's an old video. You still hit a dog with a folding chair like this was the WWE, sir. So, no, I'm not, I don't, like, who cares when it happened? The fact is it happened. Now, he's saying, oh, all these people are the ops. You know, they're just trying to come out and, and you know, work against me. Uh, Donna's at the graduation with my daughter. But you're the father. So why aren't you at the graduation right alongside your daughter? We're going to get into that in a little bit. So let me go ahead and play what Suzette has to say. For one, no, I did not leak that video. The text message that he's going around. So first of all, he uses his platform, his TV show, as leverage to control people. He cannot control me. I'm not a worker. I have my own business. I'm not a tattoo artist. There's nothing he can do to control my movements or my paper. He had a, th and then when I did see him, again, it was just for his birthday. I found out he was in, he was in Jamaica with a female. I found the itinerary, the hotel receipt, the massage receipts, the dick pills he was taking, everything, right? So now I break up with him. He calls my friend, have a three-hour conversation with my friend, and pretty much tells my friend, yeah, the network, we're going to destroy her image. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. So what I said was, the show aired September. This happened during the week. I was scheduled the following week to go to New York to film my scene, right? So what I said was, listen, you know I got this video of you. So if you and you and your little producer, I don't even want to put her name out there, but if y'all play with me, I'm going to put this video out there because y'all sitting here trying to destroy my name. Everything they did to Duchess, Donna, yo, that shit is real. When you don't do what they want you to do or when you are interfering with the bread and butter of the show, these niggas is going to come after you in a different type of way. And I was not going to let them do that. No ratings. Who got, who's basically doing what they have to do at this point to get their ratings. You understand? So, no, I did not leak that tape. My leverage is gone. I still have to film with these people, and I don't want to. So y'all can sit here and portray me however y'all want. Like I said, I've watched him use that show and the streets to be like, yo, this is what's going on. It's just for TV. You know what I'm saying? Like, coaching me through the shit, something. I have his PR calling me as the show airing. I stopped watching it after a while. They got me in certain scenes acting aggressive. It had nothing to do with what they pieced it with. Like, yo, this shit is crazy. 
So when all of this transpired, when we broke up, I said, yo, forget the show, forget him. Like I don't want I don't even want nothing to do with you. Like I just want to be free from the negativity, from the from the from the like I just wanted my peace back. I just want to be happy. I did not leak that tape. Three other people had access to that tape. Let me tell y'all something. People had access to our security, um, our pin code, because we had a pin code to get in the house. We wouldn't even be home. His assistant is in the house. This person is in the house. He's sending this person. Every fucking body knew where we lived at. And I'm like, yo, like at the end of the day, I'm from the streets. So I'm like, yo, you can't be moving like that. But he, he trusts the whole goddamn world. So you want to turn your back on me and make a... Like I said, I've watched him use that show and destroy people. And I was not going to let him do that to me. I wasn't going to do it. If I was... Let's... <sighs> And, and, I'm, and I'm still trying to save face, you feel me? Because I'm just not that person. I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to violate you. But he know what I know. That's why he got people reaching out to me because he's scared. He's scared right now. And I'm not even going to do that to you. You understand? Like I told him, you want to say anything to me, you make a public apology and apologize. But of course, he's not going to do that because you know what? He got to save face. He facing some serious shit right now. And at the end of the day, when the... From a different point of view, and I got disgusted. And I told myself, I did not want to be a part of this lifestyle no more. Like, I was good. So, at the end of the day, I don't care what people say about me. Like, I'm changing lives in real life. But if I wanted Caesar exposed, he would have been exposed. And it's funny how everything, like, it... Just listen, y'all. I didn't leak that tape. I was not, I was not the only one with access to our life. Okay, I had to up and move me and my kids because people was trying to kill us. I don't know what type of shit he got going on, but he got enemies. You understand? Six armed men coming to our door trying to kick our door down. Twice. Not once, but twice. Twice. And you up and left. Went to New York. Okay. Let me show y'all this, right? So let me explain this video. Now, remember, I kept telling y'all when he's hitting the dogs, that is not a ring camera because this is how a ring camera looks. You can see the shape of the doorbell. That camera was coming from a, you know, a downward angle. It was like the top of the house facing downward. So that was a different camera. She's saying she didn't leak it. Then she posts this video. But again, the initial report said a neighbor leaked it. So is C is using this woman for a storyline? I don't know. So check this out. This is really scary. That's a tough door. Let me go ahead and read this. So she says this. <clears throat> I tried not to do this to you, but here we go. You know, and I know everything. You're an abuser. Remember Christmas time when you found that dude in my DMs? This is the result. You played with the wrong one. You used the network to manipulate me and threatened to use the show to destroy my brand for months. I left you on your birthday weekend. Stop playing. You weren't about who leaked the video instead of focusing on the part that you need help. And your team is so damn whack and lame. 
They got you making videos lying about some defenseless animal attacking you. Ocean was a puppy, my puppy. But since you want to try to destroy my character, I'm going to show the world what I've been dealing with and why. I finally decided to leave you. All the time you denied getting therapy, I think you should start now because you're going to need it. Okay, so that's a bruise that she has. I I don't know what body part. I don't know if that's her thigh or her arm, but it's clearly a bruise, though. You know what I mean? So, I think the next part, okay, here comes Duchess. Now, now Duchess, she done came out the woodwork, honey, to uh, once again talk about Caesar and what he put her through. And I talked about this years ago, so I'm going to speak and give my commentary once all this stuff is over. So, be patient. When I was on Black Ink, everybody said that I was a liar. I was a manipulator. Everybody said that um, I was a cold digger. That was one of the funniest things that was said about me. A fucking hilarious. Um, motherfucker said that they gave me my shop. Like, it was just so much stuff. And because of platform, because people were still on a TV show, y'all believed everything that was said. And for me, I'm just like, when do we start being more responsible with our support? When when do we start doing that shit? Because when I talked about the shit he was doing in the shop, I was being a manipulator. When I said certain shit was going down, I was lying. When I talked about him putting his hands on me, y'all said I was a liar. Now, what's funny to me is how many domestic violence survivors like myself, nobody believed you when you told somebody that you was going through what you was going through, which forced you to probably stay in it longer than you really had to because your ass didn't know no other way out. But none of y'all believed it. Y'all said I was crazy. Um, and I stayed silent. I've been very silent for a long time. Once I did the Breakfast Club interview, VH1, the same network that fired Cease, VH1 sent me a cease and desist after I did the Breakfast Club interview. That's what they did. The same people that has now fired him over a fucking dog. Now, for some of y'all, y'all gonna say, oh, this is about him. This is definitely not about him. This is about why the fuck black women feel like we are so fucking unprotected, disrespected. This is why this is what this is really about, especially a fucking entire network that knew what the fuck I was going through. But did not want that to be part of my storyline, which forced me to leave. Allowed him to drag me through the mud, berate me, belittle me, publicly humiliate me. Drag out the fact that I was a rape survivor as a fucking child. He, he put that story out on the fucking shade room. And they posted that shit. That was the first time majority of my family even knew about that stuff. I went through suicide attempts. I went through depression. I went through some very fucking dark shit behind this. And a lot of it is because a lot of people would send me hate messages Call my tattoo shop, the beautiful shop that I'm in right now. Call this place of business with threats. 
all over a fucking TV show with a nigga that was fucking abusing me behind closed doors. And then over a fucking dog, that's when they pull the plug. And for everybody that's negative, that want to say, no one cares, um, I see shit, uh, girl, he's not worried about you, why cry now? See, that's the problem with people now, because that's what y'all think this is. This really ain't that, okay? This ain't that. Y'all minds are so fucking small and caught up on fucking reality TV and fucking social media that y'all really don't be seeing how shit really affect your whole motherfucking life. That's why we don't got rights to abortion right now, too. Because it be stupid motherfuckers like y'all that think shit is just cute and funny and a key a key. But be the first ones needing some shit. The shit is crazy. Grow the fuck up. So. All right. Bye, Duchess. Okay, so. <laughs> okay, let me say this. I know it's a lot to digest. But y'all know I have been following Black Ink from day one. I've been a watcher of the show. Y'all can't tell me nothing about the show. So this is what I have to say about all of this, okay? This is what selling your soul to the highest bidder looks like. And I said this years ago about the Duchess situation. Is Duchess telling the truth about Caesar? She absolutely is. She's been saying the same thing since the Breakfast Club interview. She went on the sister circle and said the same thing. And I talked about this years ago. My issue with Duchess and Suzette and Donna and all of these people on this show, even Kitty came out talking. I'm not playing Kitty's video because Kitty was so all over the place. And I like Kitty. I think she's a beautiful woman. But she wasn't making any sense in her video whatsoever. The only thing I got out of it is that she's going to sue Caesar. I said, well, bitch, get in line. Okay, because at this point, everybody's about to sue Caesar. My issue is this, and like I said this years ago, and I think Duchess feels a way about me because I kept it real in my video because I've met her before and she just looked at me like, you know what I mean? I was like, well, shit. You know, I speak to everybody. I don't give a damn. I'm going to still speak. Like, hey, Duchess, she just looked at me like, <laughs> oh, well, you know, but um, I said in that video, I said I felt like the reason that she's more upset and crying is because Duchess knew that her being on that show, she was better than that. Duchess ain't no slouch. That girl is college educated, was raised with her mother and father, a beautiful woman. She didn't ever have to stoop that low to be on that show. That show was nothing but a bunch of fighting, folks getting drunk, acting a fool. You know, and even after they broke up, she was still allowing VH1 to come and film her at her new tattoo shop. Because who remembers when Donna went down to North Carolina to go try and fight her? And I'm like, y'all keep saying I don't like drama, but somehow Donna done flew from New York to North Carolina. All of this stuff is pre-planned. Production just can't show up with cameras and come filming stuff. You know, and it's just like, at what point do people say that it's not worth it? See, the thing that bothers me is that not everybody's coming out and saying Caesar's this horrible person. Well, he's been this horrible person. Suzette, you were literally on the stand with him when him and his daughter, not on the stand. Y'all did a news conference. You went on a hobo tour with him just last year in 2021 with the whole situation with his daughter. You had his back. You said he wasn't abusive. Now you're showing abuse marks. 
Duchess, you and Kitty fought. Remember when she sprayed Kitty in the face with mace? So it, this is why people are just tired because we've been watching this show. Like when Kitty came into the picture and started fucking seize, you and Kitty fought. There was a whole mace fight. Nobody could breathe. Production was you was crying. People was coughing. It was a mess. Now Kitty want to play victim. You was just as ratchet as the rest. Here goes a video of Donna. I seen this today. I said, no, she ain't crying. Like, what is this? All these folks knew what this show was about. They stayed on for years. They loved the fame. They loved the attention. And not everybody wants to run and distance themselves. Here goes Donna. Let allow television to change me as a person. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to allow TV to have me doing some shit that I wouldn't do regularly. Now, now, granted, like I said, I wasn't always fighting and doing all this, but I also never tolerated disrespect. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like I got some cast members who literally have said out their mouth that whatever, they'll do whatever for a check. And I cannot ever say that. Because I done had money, I done not had money, money comes and goes. What I'd be caring about is my relationships with people. So at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, this is a whole journey for me. And like I said, I'm very, very happy that the show is showcasing, like, you know, my brands that I'm working on and really building from scratch with a very, very, very small team. Okay. All right, Donna. Again, she was another one. Who remembers when her and Duchess fought? It's like all of these people fought to, for a place on this show with Caesar. Remember when she, her and Duchess fought in the, I don't know, damn, the Swiss Alps. It was a bunch of snow. Probably was Wisconsin. <laughs> you know, one of the Swiss Alps. But they were like skiing and shit. Got the fighting, pulling off each other's wigs. Duchess and Sky done fought. Donna and Sky done fought. Uh, Tati done got her ass whooped by everybody. All the, there was more fights on this show than tattoos. Y'all remember when uh, Puma got his ass whooped over a chicken wing? Caesar has been violent. And the thing that really surprised me with Donna, y'all remember when her and Alex got together and everything else, and then Caesar and Ted jumped Alex to the point where they messed up that man's back. He could have been paralyzed. So I just knew that was going to be the end of Donna and Alex. And what happened? They came back the next season. So, you know, at what point, why do y'all think this man has the, the, the big head that he has? Because y'all were always willing to come back. You know what I'm saying? This man has shown his true colors time and time again, but y'all was willing to do that because, again, for some people, all they have is reality television. So the whole situation is just, it's insane. Now, I want to get on the, the topic of his daughter because I think a lot of things are being misconstrued with his daughter, and I don't really like the narrative that's being spun. I think a lot of times people try and conflate you know, black women issues, what all types of stuff. And one of the main things I'm hearing on social media is, well, when C's daughter came on and said she was abused, no one believed her because she was a black girl. Black girls are never believed. No one, you know, took her seriously because she was black. I do not like that narrative because it wasn't because she was a black girl. Let me refresh y'all's memory on the way Caesar's daughter was talking to people because I was in her stream, you know, trying to figure out what happened, you know, being sympathetic to this child, but you only gonna tell me to suck your dick so many times. As a grown adult, her mouth was reckless. That is why people dismiss the situation with the daughter. But people are trying to spin a narrative that people weren't checking for her because she was black. 
That was not the reason. It was because of her disposition and the way she was popping off and her mom was co-signing it online. Y'all not bring receipts. Okay, so let, let's keep it real. Let's stop this whole, oh, she was on the internet crying and because she's black, no one believed her. That is not what happened. So let's stop that. I'm just going to play y'all just a few videos. Because like I said, the way she kept talking to folks, I stopped caring about the situation. I said, well, moving on. Not going to keep cussing me out. I don't know this child. So let me go ahead and show y'all this. That's one. Two. What else she said? Somebody said, don't send me screenshot, please. I was bad enough. My. Look how she was ready to tell her mom, shut up. I'm not even about to talk about scamming, because that's mad federal. But y'all don't even know the story, but quick to talk for real. Bro, where's this guy? Your mom got fired off the show. Nobody got fired off the show. We quit the show. It's none of that. Like, y'all not about to see him make me seem like a bad guy because I'm not. There was shit that happened in that fucking house. Dang. Better wash them dishes, dear. I feel you on them dishes. Your girlfriend should not have a place in anything at all. What show? I wasn't getting paid for nothing I was doing. I was doing it because I was raised right. Chores is chores. She's 16 here. She mad at you for speaking away. How you... First of all, Caesar Emmanuel is canceled. How you seen him letting a whole female disrespect your child on Instagram? Period. Blood is thicker than water. Yeah, blood don't make you family loyalty, do. But bitch, I was here when you didn't have shit. When you wasn't, when you was done, when when you was sitting here crying on my fucking shoulder about this bitch cheating on you, I was here. Okay, let me show y'all this next clip, right? Okay. Saying, do that shit. The mud ain't your family. Family. Rich. I don't need no fucking handouts. I don't need money. I don't care about that shit. He can keep that money. He can keep that car. Y'all see how I got my jewelry on? He can keep that shit. Y'all see how I got my Rolex on? He can keep that shit. Every fucking designer thing, every clothes I own, he that shit is in Atlanta still. Restart the story. I'm not restarting shit. That shit on Chava. The aggressive type. I'm sorry, y'all. What topic would you put it? Thank you. Why you bashing your, lie, your dad on live? Keep it at home. Bro, No. What? Like, if I'm lying, tell that bitch join the live. If that bitch, if I'm lying, tell that bitch join the live, and I bet you that bitch not with her kids. I bet, how much I'll send everybody a fucking hundred dollars on this fucking live. How much I want to bet that bitch not with her fucking kid. She in the club, shake her ass. How much y'all want to fucking bet? Okay. Let me play one more video and then I, I, I can't take any more. Two. And I still act more mature than y'all. Notice how I'm. 
had on a teenager song, bashing them. I'm in Philly at my shop. Okay, I'm going to text you because I want to text you. Why hug grown ass keep commenting who's the adult her or you? Her father be embarrassing himself with the woman he date. Don't blame her. Period. <laughs> That's her mama in the background co-signing this. That's Crystal in the background. And that's when, that's when Mary had a little lamb. <laughs> Whose fleece was white as snow. Okay. Y'all some grown ass adults trying to check her when she's an adult. I'm not an adult, but like, yeah. Actually, she's 17. How the fuck she's supposed to be acting? Kingsboro, what's up? Where's Kingsboro, right? Where's Kingsboro? In Brooklyn. Um... I don't know what that sounds. I need an exact address. I'm a Harlem girl. I'm not a Brooklyn girl. I just would fuck with people from Brooklyn. Your mother love him low-key. You do too. <laughs> the way y'all be eating him up, tough. Y'all think he got, he be giving y'all money. Mm. Wait, what's wrong with the women he date? What's wrong with your face? You got big ass full head. Leave me alone, bro. Like, Samara, get off the lot, though. Leave her, because when you see her in public, y'all going to be asking for pictures and autographs. What are we stopping here for? Crystal don't want his ass wearing me too. Says I'm from Harlem, 135th Atlantic, period. Who's honest with the shit? LOL. Born pretty. Born petty. You still in school? Yeah. Moms was mad. She couldn't get no play. My mother got a whole boyfriend. But okay. And I was told to do that for TV. So. Yeah, mother. Really Your mother and him get along now. Taji, why are you trying to be funny on my love? Did you, could dad come back yet? No. I'm sorry, but my dad didn't go out for milk and didn't come back. My dad just picked a female over me. That's it. She should be acting like a lady with class. All right, so y'all want me, right? Y'all want me to cross my legs, have my, have my, have my pinky up and sip tea. Y'all don't act like that, you're damn self. And they disrespecting you on your thing, and they expect you to ignore it, and you ignore it for so much. I, I just don't get that. Yeah, she shouldn't be cursing and stuff. I don't condone that. But at the end of the day, y'all violating. I don't care how old, old women, young women, children, oh. and then my daughter is supposed to just accept it. This shit is bullshit at the end of the Who's day. Who's her dad? I'm confused. Well, how y'all watching me? Y'all know who my father is. Okay. My father... Let me come back on the screen here. I just wanted y'all to just kind of get, you know, I don't I don't play into social media semantics and, you know, fake outrage. So the reason why people kind of after a while dismiss the situation is because of this child's disposition. Now, I'm going to say this. She's a child. OK, so I get that. But people just saying, well, you know, and, and I get, you know, I give grace because a little bit of grace because NY kids are built differently. They have some, not all, they have more like an aggressive nature. And the way they talk, even when they're happy, they're very aggressive. Like, yo, lovely T, what you doing in the Bronx, son? Oh my, what you doing on Freeman Street, son? What? 
And they been, you know, I be like, just shopping, how are you? But you know, that's New York. They get hype, you know what I mean? So I get it. I give grace, but just because you're from NYC does not mean you got to cuss every five seconds and, you know, tell people to suck your dick. And she was doing a lot for being 16. And I feel like where a lot of that comes from is hurt and anger at her father. Because to watch her, she has the same exact temperament and disposition as Caesar. When I watch Black Ink, that's how Caesar pops off. Oh, so you think you about to just come and throw a chicken wing on my floor? What's up? What's up, Puma? The set, like, when I'm, I feel like I'm watching the female version of Caesar. And then the mom's like, well, I don't condone that. You are condoning it. She's in the car cussing in front of you. My kids, I, I mean, I know they're going to be kids. They're going to cuss. They're going to do what they're going to do with their friends. They're not going to be in the car on live just cussing and carrying on in front of me. Well, you're not my homeboy. You better show some respect when you're in my car, period. You know, so I just, you know, like I said, I, I get it. I get the New York part of it. I get the fact, you know, she's from Harlem and, you know, the tough girl talk. But she was very disrespectful to people. That is why social media just washed their hands of the situation with her and the father. And they thought, well, being that she's talking tough to the internet and going off on people, she's probably a disrespectful child. And Caesar was trying to, you know, be a parent. So that is why people kind of dismiss Cheyenne's whole plight. Not saying it's right or wrong, but perception is everything. And if that's the energy that you're putting out there, then you can't expect people to have, you know, overt amounts of sympathy for you. So I don't like this narrative being spun that she wasn't believed simply because she was a black girl. No, people got tired of her antics and the way she was talking to people online. That folks was like, oh, oh well, moving on. But again, even before, the, even before the situation with her and her father, Caesar has always shown this crazy side of him on television. And VH1 loved it. Oh, they loved the fight when, you know, Caesar and Ted jumped um, Alex. Oh, they loved all the antics that Sky was in. You know, look at all, look, look at the last time Sky was on the show. She said she wished she would have swallowed her son and said all types of horrible things to Dessaline, which I know they've since made up. You know, she apologized for it. She said she was drunk. Every time she filmed a scene, she felt like she'd have to drink a bunch of liquor. So this show really went out their way to exploit people. But yet and still... Folks kept coming back on and kept coming back on because I honestly thought the show was going to be canceled after the first two years. The fact that this show has been on since 2013, it says a lot. And the fact that it took this dog situation to cancel the show, it says a lot. You know, so I just I think the whole situation is unfortunate, but I think whatever consequences you know, come Caesar's way as far as legal, because they're saying that they're looking into it. Um, I guess the dog protection agencies, PETA, you know, they're all looking into this animal abuse situation, you know, so whatever consequences he gets from that, that's on him. But I find it very interesting that this was the catalyst that made them cancel the show. Like, there was so many things, and, you know, like Duchess was saying, well, you know, y'all were supporting it, y'all was kikiing, but y'all were the ones feeding it to the viewers. 
So, of course, they're going to keep watching the train wreck. They're going to keep kicking and taking things personal and acting like they actually know these people on these shows, even though y'all don't know any of these people. The fact that people be calling her tattoo shop, sending them threats is ridiculous to me. Y'all should be that wrapped up in reality television to mess with somebody's place of business. But again, the energy that they put out there on that show was the energy that the fans were giving right back. There's, I can name damn near every fight on the show. I couldn't name you four tattoos that stick in my mind on that show. I remember when Caesar, no, I don't. Oh, remember that tattoo that, oh, no, I don't. It was never about tattoos. It was just about drama. And that's the sad part. But even Young Bay was fake. Um, Amaya, the Asian girl, Young Bay. at first I thought she was cool. That whole storyline with her baby daddy was fake as hell. She literally got with that dude. She got pregnant by him, the black guy, and then made it seem like he left her as a single mother. I don't know if you saw the Instagram exchange, but black dude's family drug her and was like, you're not going to disrespect my brother. You're not going to put it on VH1 like he's a deadbeat. He has his son right now while you run in the streets. Young Bay used that dude for a storyline that made it out to be that he was a deadbeat black man who just left this Asian woman, and that was never the case. He was posting all types of pictures with Nico. Young Bay smashed C's. You know, it was just a lot of stuff that happened on that show that was just a mess. Just like we found out this season, she had her own tattoo shop, and now she's dating one of the camera guys on the show. It's like everything on that show is so scripted, it's insane. It really is. Yeah, that whole relationship was off. Yes, Young Bay. I tell you, I watch Black Ink. I keep it with all the damn tea. I don't report on it because I got other shit to do. But I don't miss nothing. But yeah, old boy's sister and them went off on her on Instagram. Once they seen the show and how it was being edited and made him, making him look like a deadbeat black man, especially to the Asian community, they weren't feeling that shit. Um, let me read these super chats here. Uh, Isaiah Videos said, been rocking with you since 2014. You the hot tea and the delivery is always exciting. Thank you so much. Love you. Thanks for coming through. Um, let's see here. Firm Williams says, sending love from NOLA. Do you know if you're going to be at the convention center to do the panel? It would be nice to see that panel. Send me an email. I'm not sure if it's going to be at the convention center yet. Um, they still got to send me the rest of the details. But if you're going to be down there, let me know. So thank you. Um, Mojo says, congratulations for everything, T. Can you make me a mod? I've been off the Discord for, oh, I think I read that one already. Let me see here. Okay, just refreshed. King Darius says, miss you, T, miss you, too. Thanks for coming through. I know a lot of people been, like, still talking about the party. They're like, dang, I've been bored ever since we did the event in Atlanta. Me and Marquis were talking about that earlier today. Like, it was just lit. We just had a good time. I'm like, hopefully there'll be another one in the future. We'll just have to wait and see. But it was so nice meeting you down there, King Darius. Um, Arian Williams says, thank you for being you. We got a house... <laughs> We got a house full watching you now. Thank you, Arian. <laughs> uh, Shorty Young says, everybody want to join the winning team? Girl, when you the truth, people cannot help but want to be around you. Keep up the good work, T. Thank you so much, Shorty. I appreciate you. Appreciate the love. Um, 
Chrissy says this is his karma. He's verbally he's a verbally abusive person who has no respect for his employees, always threatening to fire them. Karma at its finest. Yes. He treated a lot of those people as just, you know, just dispensable, used them all for a storyline, you know, while protecting his brand and like his reputation. You know what I'm saying? The only person I can say, and I'm going to play her video in a second, that I respect off of that show was Caesar's sister. If you guys don't realize, Caesar's sister came out over a year ago and was not only having her nieces back during the whole allegation with Caesar and Cheyenne, but she explained why she stopped fooling with Caesar. If you guys remember the first, I think it was like second season, she was the receptionist. And then we never saw Tiffany anymore. This is a shame that I know so much of this show. I, I just, I, I, it's a shame. But I told you I watch reality television. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, even the whole thing with Walt. Walt is saying that it's karma. That he never robbed the shop. That was all part of a storyline. And it's made Walt look crazy. So, I'm going to play out that video um, in a second here. Let's see. Uh, Princess P says, hey, lovely T. Been watching you since my last appointment in 2020. While being quarantined for nearly two months, that's a whole other story. You are amazing. Thank you so much, sis, and thank you for your service. We appreciate you. Thanks for coming through. Uh, Chrissy says this is, okay, I read that one. Uh, Jay Sanchez says, I'm a DV survivor and I'm a black woman. I was believed, yet I didn't report to authorities. That's our issue. Stop protecting men and protect you. Exactly. You got to put yourself first. You know what I'm saying? And when these situations arise, you can't say that television and fame is more important than your well-being. Because, you know, some domestic violence end in death. I know somebody who was kicked to death. You know what I'm saying? And lost her life because she couldn't get out of that situation. She kept going back. So I feel like sometimes these reality TV shows are just as strong of a pull is that man coming back to your door with roses and candy saying, I'll never hit you again. You know, so at what point in time do you put yourself first and say, you know what, I'm done. The fame is not worth it. The, the television is not worth it. It's not worth my soul. I need my peace of mind. That's why all of this stuff looks crazy that they're all coming out now. Suzette, Duchess, uh, Kitty, down like everybody's coming out now. But this man has always shown his true colors. He's always been fighting and, and talking crazy to people. So I don't know. Let's see here. TJ says, hold on. <laughs> TJ says, I love your New York impression. Brooklyn in the building, son. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm I love my New Yorkers. I'm telling you, so I don't care where I'm at. I can go to Harlem. I can be in the Bronx. You know, just walking around. It's always funny when I get recognized because they go so hard. New Yorkers are aggressive, but they're like the most loving people. But they just come off aggressive. It's, it's a concrete jungle. So it's like you might think like they're yelling or shouting, but they're really not. They're showing love. But it'd be so funny. Anytime I'm on Friedman Street and I get recognized, it's like, yo. Oh, hell no. What you doing in the Bronx? <laughs> I be cracking up laughing. I just love New York accents, honey. They do something to me, okay? Shout out to Nutty New York. <laughs> I love them accents. Uh, let me see here. 
Uh, Ariel Haywood says, just wanted to let you know that I love you. I love you too, sis. Thank you for the 199 Super Chat. Very much appreciated. Um, that Dap TV Sim 15 says, what it do, T? I thoroughly enjoyed the green room chat about the state of R&B. Can't wait for a deep dive. Here's a little something to show my appreciation. Love you. Love you too. And thank you so much. And it was wonderful meeting you in Atlanta as well. So it felt like a straight up family reunion. You know what I'm saying? So thank you for the support. Appreciate you. Uh, let's see here. Alexandra Jean says, Big Fish Productions does the most. Remember when Ryan from Chicago, hold on, from Chicago exposed them for Black Ink? Yes. Yeah, even Black Ink Chicago got really, really bad after a while. You know, just all the drama and everybody sleeping with everybody. It was a mess. Um, let's see here. Cinco Leche 25 says, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Love you, T. Can you please let me back in the Discord? Hold up! Not my New York baby! Not, not Cinco Leche! I didn't know you was out the Discord. Send me an email. And he is proof. Matter of fact, that's so funny that you sent a super chat. He is proof. He is from New York. Y'all can attest to this. He is the sweetest New York kid. He's a sophomore in high school. He calls him like... Hey, Auntie, I just want to tell you what's going on in the New York school system when it comes down to COVID. With the New York accent, he's so sweet. <laughs> Man, they're not protecting us at my school, so we're going to do a walkout, T. <laughs> I think I got your accent down. I don't know, but I, I love my New Yorkers. So send an email. I'll get you over tomorrow now, and we can get you back up in there. So we're going we gonna to let you in, honey, okay? We're going to let you back in. That's my new. That's my little New York son right there. He's not gonna be my child, so you know what I'm saying. He's only 16. He's a shorty. Um, yeah, y'all do sound like that. Okay, thank you. I, I think my accent is pretty good. I got New York down. Uh, Baltimore. Y'all are funny too. I love Baltimore accents. <laughs> One day I'm at the airport in Atlanta, and these two girls recognized me. She was like. You lovely T, you that girl on YouTubes. You on YouTubes. <laughs> I love them because they say all their use like that. Like you. <laughs> them Baltimore accents, honey. I be here for it. I love like the, the, the East Coast accents are just so, they're funny and they're different. I love them. You know what I'm saying? And I can't wait to get down to New Orleans because that's my favorite. I love when them dudes and be like, hey, baby. Hey, baby, you know, some of them New Orleans accents. Oh, my gosh. I love them accents, honey. They're like, where you from, baby? I know you're not from down here. I'm like, from the Midwest. <laughs> from Minneapolis, St. Paul, Twin Cities. You know what I'm saying? George Floyd. <laughs> so that's how people know Minnesota now. But, yeah, I love those accents, especially, like, down south, east coast. Um, L.A., they got little accents, too. Um, you got the Valley Girls and shit like that. And then you got like, you know, like, like the Compton ass accents and Inglewood. They got like a little ass and they got like a little like a, a swag. Like Cali dudes got like a swag about them. I just, I love how they talk to. It's like certain things they say. It's like, say it again. <laughs> I love a good accent, honey. Uh, let's see here. Um... <laughs> Kirby Wiggins says, R. Kelly not on... Wait, hold on. Only got sentenced to 30 years. We're going to get on R. Kelly in a minute, but thank you. Thank you, love, for the super chat. Um, 
Jesus Z says, which reality shows do you watch these days? You know what's funny? When I had surgery six months ago, I was laid up for like, how long was I gone, y'all? Like seven weeks. And um, that's when I caught up on a lot of stuff. I had nothing else to do. So I was watching everything. But I also watched a lot of good shows. Like I got hooked on Siren. They need to bring back a season four. I love Siren. Um, I watched a lot of stuff. The, that Fresh Prince of Bel-Air show. Um, but as far as we had the TV shows, um, I finished Black Ink. I watched Black Ink Compton. Matter of fact, I got to meet I Am Compton and Tim. So I got to meet them at, at the party. Um, what else? I told you I watch a lot of that TLC, the, the Ratchet White People TV. I watch some of that stuff. My Giant Life, them tall-ass females that were like seven foot one. <laughs> I watch their struggles. Um, I can't get into the, to the morbidly obese, the... 10,000 pound sisters. I, I can't watch that. I just, I can't. I, they're, they're, no, absolutely not. Um, I've tried and I'm just like, this is not appealing. But I do watch the tall people. I, I do watch that. Um, yeah, Siren is good. That, like, oh my gosh, Siren is so good. I really love that show and the ending, you know, the cliffhanger. I'm like, like what do we need to do to get them to, to fund and, and finish it off? I want to know what happened to Ren. Is Ben okay? Like, I cried at the end of Siren. I was so hooked on that show. It was on Hulu. Um, yeah, that was a good show. I really liked Siren. It was really good. Um, Seeking Sister Wives. I've tried to watch that show. I don't know, man. It's like, I guess part of me still feels like if a man can have, like, all these sister wives, why can't a woman have a bunch of, you know what I'm saying, house husbands? <laughs> I know it's never going to be the case, but that, I don't know, I just feel like that. Like, you know what I mean? They be waiting and, and trying to see whose turn it is to be with the, like, get the hell out of here. Like, I get it, okay, fine, that's you main, but, like, none of the women are allowed to have side pain. So I can't get into sister wives. I've tried. I can't get into it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, let's see here. Kate says, pink polish on Discord. I'm loving the black goth outfit and the cute lipstick. Sending love and peace. Thank you so much, Kate. Appreciate you, love. Thanks for coming through. Um, so let me go ahead, because I've been on here for an hour and 21 minutes. Child, time be flying. So I talked about the whole Caesar thing. I'm going to save R. Kelly for last, because you know they'll cut into the stream if I start talking about him now. I want to talk about, oh, God, I don't want to talk about it, but I have no choice at this point, okay? So we got to talk about this situation with Kimberly Elise. She got drug today all over Twitter. She was trending number four. They went in. People are demanding that she be canceled. So let me share my screen really quick here. So this is Miss Kimberly Elise. Y'all remember she was on Set It Off? Um, she was a single mother on Set It Off, and she was like, I need, I need the money. That was her, uh, Titi. So she says this. Um, where's her initial? Okay, she says, millions of babies will be saved from death by abortion due to overturning Ray, uh, Roe versus Wade. Hallelujah. All glory be to God. Then she has a bunch of different color baby emojis. So this was the Internet's reaction. Uh, they said here they are tearing Kimberly Elise up in the comments. 
Somebody said, you see why Charles was dragging your ass? Now Kimberly Elise celebrating like her kids didn't get dropped with, never mind, maybe Charles wasn't wrong for what he did to Helen after all. Kimberly Elise is entitled to her effed up opinion, but this has solidified her only acting in Z-list movies. Her and Kirk Cameron will be making the same Jesus movies that only Vacation Bible School watches for the rest of their lives. Uh, Scorpion Show, shout out to them. Kevin Simmons says, you can't be upset with someone because they think different from you. That's what makes us human. I still support Kimberly Elise. Somebody else says, good morning to everyone but Kimberly Elise. Um, somebody else says, not going for y'all trying to cancel a black woman for not being a part of the monolith. We know Christians disagree with abortions. Don't act shocked. Kimberly Elise, Kimberly Elise is not in a position of power. Just posting her personal thoughts on IG where she always posts this Christian shit. Okay. So there's a bunch of other stuff. Um, I know a lot of people have been wanting me to weigh in on this uh, situation. I don't like to talk about abortion at all. I feel like there's way too many nuances to it. It's not as black and white, you know, and the whole Roe versus Wade thing, a lot of it is really disturbing to me. One, them overturning it is disturbing, but the responses are disturbing. The companies that are like, oh, well, you know what I'm saying? We'll give you up to $5,000 to fly you to a state where it's legal so you can have an abortion. But you're also not willing to put that same money into your employee's mental health or vacation. I find that strange, okay? I'm going to say this. I think at the end of the day, abortion is a woman's choice. But I don't like the fact that there's like, especially in this day and age, I come from a generation where there was always a divide on the issue, okay? You had some people who agreed with abortion, and you had other people who did not. And guess what? We agreed to disagree, and we kept the damn moving. And the folks who got abortions, they did what they had to do. Some people told some people. Some people took it to the grave. That was it. That was all. What I'm seeing here, especially on social media, I'm seeing a lot of disrespect. I'm seeing jokes where they're saying that women who get abortions, like this is good that this is being overturned because most women are whores. Um, when they see women with just one child, that's probably the child that they didn't abort. Um, good, now women will be more responsible for who they sleep with. Um, this is women's punishment. I, I like the comments are just really disturbing because last time I checked, it takes two to create life. Okay. I know there's a lot of confusion nowadays, you know, with the genders and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, it takes somebody who has biological ovaries and eggs and biological sperm, no matter how you identify, to create a life. But somehow this issue has been made into an issue where it's only about women and people disrespecting women. Okay? I know people on all sides of the spectrum. That's why I don't like talking about abortion. I remember when I was 16 
and I went to KFC. And I've always been the type of person, even when I was younger, people would just tell me random shit. I don't know something about my energy. People just feel comfortable with me. And I was at KFC, and this dude, he's biracial. You know, he was a fry cook or something. He was taking the order. And so we're like kind of sitting, it was me and my friend, we're sitting at the table eating. And he came to our table and just wanted to sit and chill with us. He's probably, you know, like maybe 18, right? He was young. And I don't know where he was like, I'm a rape baby. I didn't even know what that damn meant. You know, we're like 15, I was like, what do you mean you're a rape baby? Like, what are you talking about? He said, he was just telling us this. He said that his mother was a white woman. She was raped, obviously by somebody black because he's biracial. And instead of her having an abortion, you know, she ended up going through with the pregnancy and she gave him up for adoption. We just had this really dope conversation, like for his lunch break. And he was telling us, you know, he was a rape baby. So I've seen that aspect of it where there are women who are put in those horrible situations and they still gave birth to their children. I've seen other aspects where people, you know, found themselves in a situation and they felt like they had no choice but to have an abortion. And what people don't talk about that really bothers me because I feel like when I'm watching CNN and some of these news conferences, it's the most extreme cases. It's like, oh, my dad had sex with me in a barn and I was pregnant because of incest and I needed an abortion. I know incest happens, but let's not act like that's like the majority of the abortions are people being pregnant by their uncle and, you know, walking down the street and somebody jumped out of a bush and impregnated them. That's a small percentage, but it seems like that's what's being pushed, and it's really disturbing. Another thing that people need to understand, because I get the feeling on social media, like people really think, and I think some of it is because of the people who are speaking, who are in front of the issue speaking and, and protesting. Some of these folks have stories to tell. Some of them have had abortions. Um, some of them have never been in that situation and they just want to be a part of a movement. So let me just sit out here and pick it, right? I don't like this narrative being spun that the average woman who has an abortion, it was just something that they just wanted to do. They don't give a damn about it. It's not a big deal. Women are just so irresponsible. Let me break something down to some of y'all. Who remembers in the Discord because I, I do get it off your chest meetings. And we haven't done one in a week just because, well, in like two weeks, because of me traveling. Who remembers in the Discord when that sister went on Zoom, we're not going to say her name, and she broke down crying, crying. Like, I could cry talking about it. Because she had several abortions. And she sees these babies in her dreams. She's scared that her son... May, may be hurt or, or, you know, God may take her son from her because she eventually had a baby because she's so guilt-ridden by those abortions, but she was in a place in her life where she could not afford to take care of a child. She didn't know if the man was going to be there for her. These are real situations with people. This is why I don't like talking about the abortion topic because for some of y'all, it's so black and white. There's so many damn nuances. You don't understand the guilt that some people feel years later. Because a lot of times when people go through that at a young age, 
when you're put in a situation at 15, 16 years old, you don't have, you don't know where your life is going to be five, 10, 15 years from now. So now when you see yourself at 30, you know, 28, 30, 40 years old and your life is okay, you have a good job, you've made it out the hood and you keep thinking back about that baby that you were, that you felt the pressure to abort because you didn't know what was going to happen in the future. That's the shit that I don't like. People are not having real conversations about fucking abortion. It's, it's so nuanced and it's so disrespectful. People are not just getting this because, you know, they're just being immature. They weren't thinking about birth control, this, this, and that. Sometimes you are in birth control and you get pregnant. The youngest one, my child, I was on birth control and got pregnant with him. I had him, but it wasn't even, I wasn't expecting to have a second child. So things happen. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if we're going to have this abortion talk. It needs to be real. It needs to be nuanced. I'm tired of the only time you hear people talk or, you know, and, and you know, God bless the people who are survivors of incest because that's horrible. But those are not the only people who get abortions, you know, and let's stop acting like every woman who, who was raped or lost her innocent is automatically getting an abortion. Because I met a young man who the mother, imagine how selfless that is. Somebody took your innocence and you still chose to bring this life into into the world when she didn't have to. So there's a lot of nuances. And when I see one of my tea sippers breaking down crying and still having nightmares because now she's in a better space in her life and she's thinking about those babies that she had to abort when she was younger that is that like that is painful that is not something easy so it's it's very easy if you've never been in that situation or if you're a man and not all men because some men can sympathize it's very easy to be on the outside looking in but you don't know everybody's situations are there some scandalous ass hood rats who use abortion as birth control Absolutely. I know some of them as well. Are there some scandalous ass people who wait, you know, to abort at six months? Meanwhile, somebody else is going into labor at six months and praying that their child who's the size of a pop can survives. Absolutely. I know those types of girls, too. So that's what I'm saying. It's so it's so nuanced. And it's very easy to say try abstinence, Ari. I get it. It's easy to type that in all caps and a bunch of, you know, exclamation points. And I'm not knocking you, sis. It's easy to say abstinence, birth control, this and that. But a lot of people be fronting. Y'all be screaming that birth control shit. But when it come down to it, half y'all dudes do not want to use condoms. So let's start there. Even in the music, all y'all talk about is raw sex. But then when a baby comes from this, everybody acts surprised. Everybody's shocked. So again, I'm in the middle when it comes to this. I will never cancel Kimberly Elise. You think I'm going to cancel another black woman because of her opinion? Y'all got more smoke for this black woman. She's entitled to her opinion. There were people who spoke like that when we were coming up. Y'all got more smoke for her than the people who uh, who revoked uh, the, the damn... Uh, <laughs> Roe versus Wade. 
Where's the smoke for them? Why y'all not atting them and cussing them out? Why y'all not going down to the Capitol? Some of y'all are, but a lot of y'all just on Twitter harassing this woman. That is her opinion. She's a Christian woman. She doesn't believe in it. So what? It was so real, the abortion issue. Who remembers in the 90s? And we were kids watching this shit. Remember the real world. That was really a lot of us, when you think about it, the indoctrination was real. That was a lot of us introduction to abortion. I didn't know what that shit was until Tammy Roman. We were like, what, like in sixth grade? Put a teacup if I remember the whole Tammy Roman situation. And remember on the show, John was a staunch Christian. Remember John with the stout mullet and the, the cowboy? He was a staunch Christian on that show. But what did he say? I don't agree with you getting this abortion, but it's your right. And I still love you and I stand by you. That's how it was back then. And then we watched the real world 30 years later or some shit. Remember they had a reunion. I watched it while I was out, you know, on, on surgery leave. And come to find out during that reunion, Irene had an abortion. Beth had an abortion at like 19. All the women in the house done had abortions. But they allowed Tammy to look, you know what I mean? Like none of them shared the secret her, secret with her, said I've been there too, even if they didn't want it on camera. They never reached out to her and said, you know, I understand what you're going through. I understand your plight. I understand the decision. But all the women on there had also had abortions as well. So again, it's a very nuanced thing. You don't know how that psychologically affects people. Should people be more responsible when it comes to sex? Absolutely. And it shouldn't just be because of the case of abortion, but there's STDs out here. And even if you have a baby, if you decide not to get an abortion and you decide to carry that child to full, you know, full term, you should want that child to have a relationship with the father. So again, we have to be mindful of who we're getting pregnant by. So yeah, there should be some responsibility on everyone's part, not just the women, but also the men. Because you got this whole hookup culture coming on. People love to hook up. People love sex. People love to get ate out and get the dicks up. They love that shit. But then when a child is conceived, all of a sudden, you know, it's all this drama. Well, y'all wasn't talking all this shit and dragging each other on social media when everybody was coming. It was all good. So again, this should wake a lot of people up because I don't know if they're going to re-overturn this or what they're going to do or, or, you know, go back and concede. I don't know. But this should wake a lot of people up that one, we got to be responsible as much as you can be. Granted, nothing is 100%, not even birth control. Nothing is 100%. But people need to also understand that everybody's situation is not everybody's situation. Everybody who has an abortion is not Sherry Shepard who done had about 10 abortions and was bragging about it like it was birth control. That was weird. I don't, I, to this day, I don't understand that shit. That was weird. You know, but again, things happen in life. And if that was something that was put out there 
for people to, to terminate a pregnancy because of whatever situation they're in, for them to overturn it now, it's very strange to me. And like I've talked about before, um, on Discord, we had whole conversations about this. I feel like a lot of this also goes back to population control. Before, it was about controlling, you know, the black population and, you know, the undesirables, in the words of Margaret Sanger. So they put up all these abortion clinics, so that and mainly in minority communities, so that way black women would feel like that was their only choice. Because one thing I can say as a black woman, as a black woman, excuse me, it's such a double-edged sword. It's, it's so much hypocrisy that we go through as black women. If we keep our kids and the relationship doesn't work out, well, you're just a single mother. Single mothers are a destruction of the black community. Single mothers are the worst thing on earth. You're shamed for keeping your children because you may not be with the father or the father decides to just switch up and leave. So we're shamed in one aspect, but then if you say, well, I don't want to be a single mom, I don't want to be shamed, I don't want, you know, people going in on me because I'm a single mom raising this child, then you're shamed and called a baby killer. We, we can't win. We can't win. I, thank you, Freedom Rider. I, just, I have to keep it real. In one aspect, if we have all these babies... She got five kids by five different men. She's trash. Nobody's going to ever F for her. I wish I would be a stepdaddy to all these bastards. Let's keep it real. These are the conversations that are had online. The shaming conversations that are had online, particularly towards black women. So what do you think these young girls are hearing? So when they find themselves in that situation, they don't want to be shamed to death. They don't want to be called a single mother because now a single mother, it's such a bad word. The connotation is so bad now that a lot of girls feel like, well, I'd rather just have an abortion so I don't have to deal with everybody's opinions in their mouth. But then when they go and do that, they're horrible people. You're trash. You're a whore. But nobody says that of the man who got them pregnant. Because again, I don't care how, you know, whatever they want to call it. At the end of the day, it takes a man's sperm and a woman's egg to conceive a child. So I just, I don't know. Like, like that's why I say I hate having these abortion conversations. That's why I've never spoke on it on this channel. Because for me, it's such a divisive, hurtful topic because I know so many people that have been affected one way or another that have had to make decisions that still fuck with them to this day when it comes to that issue. And then the fact that people are still shamed over a decision. Kiki Wyatt, she won't stop having kids. Okay. How many people clown her all the time? She go again on her 10th baby with her, I don't know how many baby dads, but whatever. People go in on her. Meanwhile, that man was out here bragging about his 34 kids. So it's like, it's just, it's not fair. 
And I get it. We live in a hypocritical society. It's a man's world. I get it. But people will clown her for keeping all 10 of her kids. But then in the same breath that she had 10 abortions, she's a horrible person. So it's almost like you can't win. You can't win. At the end of the day, what I'm going to say to all you ladies, yes, thank you, Nick Cannon, he's another one. Out here having all these kids, creating all these broken homes, but yet and still he's praised because he has money. Well, a man doesn't have to be in the home. All he, can, he just has to cut a check. No, that's not how it works. You do need to be in the home to raise helpful, you know, just successful children. You should be in their lives. It shouldn't just be on the woman. It, it's like, I just, I just don't understand, like, all these nuances, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? It's okay for the Futures and the Nick Cannons. But it's not okay for the Kiki White and whoever else got a whole bunch of damn kids that's a woman. I don't know. The only I can think of right now is Kiki Wyatt. But the situation is so nuanced that to me it's not black or white. Like the, the Christians who are against it, I get it. Like I said, I'm not canceling Kim, Kimberly Elise because of her opinions. Because those opinions have been around for years. And y'all ain't canceled on these white people who say the same thing. But y'all want to cancel her. Kimberly Elise is unproblematic. When have I ever done a video about some shit she done did? So we're not going to do that. We're always so quick to turn on our own once they have an opinion that's not a part of the monolith like that tweet said. I don't even like the fact that, and I like Pink. Y'all know I love Pink. I'm a fan of Pink. I've been a fan of her from day one. I don't even like the fact that she's being divisive with her fan base. If you don't, if you're not pro-abortion, don't even listen to my music. You're silly. You don't know people's backgrounds. You don't know their religion. You don't know how they're raised. I would never get on here and say, if you don't think like me, if you don't agree with this, you can't be a tea sipper. Unsubscribe. I don't know everybody's backstory. Imagine if I came on here and said, if you had an abortion or if you gave your child up for adoption, you can't be a tea sipper. Unsubscribe. Why is there no, why is there no grace? Why is there no nuance? How about you actually have a conversation with somebody who's been through something like that and understand that those decisions are not easy. And sometimes decisions that young women and situations they're put into as young people, it still haunts them. But those conversations aren't had and talked about. Because then again, it, it, it goes against the narrative that these babies are just a bunch of cells. You do what you have to do, but it's deeper than it just being a bunch of cells. So I don't, I don't know. Sorry if I went on a tirade. But I just hate the discussion of it because it's just so, it, it's so disrespectful. I don't care what side of the spectrum you're on pro-choice you know anti-abortion that is your business that is your right but I do find it very scary that there's so much policing of not only women's bodies but the birth rate because again the same eugenicist Margaret Singer Planned Parenthood all this stuff that was put in the hood because you don't see this in white communities. 
to shame black women into getting abortions. Now the sudden abortions are not okay because what happened? White girls started going down the same route and getting abortions. But they did their shit in secrecy. Because like I said, on the real world, both, well, Irene's Latina, but, you know, Beth Ann, Beth, excuse me, she admitted to having an abortion at 19. So once the white population started being affected and their birth rate started dwindling, I believe that this is why a lot of this stuff is being overturned. It goes way deeper. Remember, they got rid of all the Haitians to this day. What's up, Zos? I don't know what happened to all them Haitians that were under a bridge in Texas. Remember, it was like 10,000 of them. They walked for months from Mexico, Central America, and showed up at the border. Where them 10,000 Haitians went, I don't know. But yet and still, they can't stop flying Ukrainians into the country. So ask yourself, if you know anything about Ukraine, not only is it the breadbasket of the world, but they have one of the highest surrogacy rates. That is a hustle in, uh, in Ukraine for uh, Ukrainian women. Why? Because European features are coveted. When you want white babies, you have Ukrainian women, poor Ukrainian white women, birth white babies. People don't talk about that. They have a huge surrogacy program in Ukraine. Remember, when the war started, how many of them damn white couples were stuck in Ukraine trying to get their babies? Ask yourself, what were they doing there? Because that's another hustle in the Ukraine. Don't y'all find it interesting that they're willing to bring over 30,000 plus Ukrainians into America? I just left LA. Gas is seven something a gallon. There's barely any food in some of these grocery stores. The prices of everything is going up, but yet somehow we can absorb all these people coming in. Where are they going to stay? Who going to feed them? So why are they really coming here? To help that birth rate, to help that white population. And I'm not the first to say this, you know, Dr. Frances Crest Wilson, she talked about this for years before she passed. But a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about is so-called conspiracy theorists. Isn't it interesting how all this stuff is coming to pass? So for me, the abortion issue, it, it's very nuanced and it goes way deeper than the surface level. I'm not arguing back and forth with y'all on the internet. I'm not going back and forth with trolls. I'm not, I, I'm not arguing about anybody over abortion. I don't care what your stance is, that is your business. Because for me, I look at this situation way deeper. Way deeper. But I, what, what I do want y'all to understand is at the end of the day, no matter where you stand on the spectrum, right? Because again, we shouldn't be a monolith. You need to be a free thinker. So what, whatever you feel, whatever you stand with, that is your business. You shouldn't agree with somebody's stance just because it's the, the popular thing, right? But do understand that there are many nuances to situations. Do understand that, you know, every abortion had is not because of incest or, or medical issues. That's a small percentage. A lot of them tend to be scared young people, teenagers, women in their early 20s. Not everybody who's in that situation was just some slut. Sometimes it's a very scared young man who, who's not ready to be a father either. And the two of them feel like this is the only route we can go. 
Let me read some of these comments. Um, I'm sorry, there's a lot of comments. I'm trying to like, it's like the screen is refreshing. Okay, TJ says, T, my coworker was telling me that her mom works at an abortion clinic in Kentucky and their primary demographic is middle-aged white women. Boom. Thank you. Thank you. This is why it's an issue now. It was cool when it was black women being shamed and, you know, going into these clinics in the hood. But now that, you know, there's a joke right now in the NBA. They're calling it the National Biracial Association. Okay? Look at the newest draft pick. Y'all know we're, we're a sports team in this house. We, we do sports. Most of them kids are biracial. The erasure is real. It's happening on the black end and it's happening on the white end. They're not calling the NBA the National Biracial Association. It's a joke right now on Twitter. So if black people are seeing it, honey, you think white folks ain't seeing that? One of the most popular families right now is the Kardashians. Hate them or love them. They're popular and they have a lot of influence. All of the sisters besides Courtney have biracial children. Y'all can't stop fawning over Kim's kids. They're gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. They're beautiful children. How many young girls also want biracial kids just because of Kim Kardashian? So this goes a lot deeper. It goes a lot deeper. So thank you for the super chat, love. Um, let's see here. Young Kobe sent 10 says, I support the freedom of choice, but where was all this energy when folks was losing their job for not getting the vaccine? Just a question. Thank you. I'm glad you brought that up. That's why I said a lot of these companies are scaring me because y'all can pay a young girl up to what they say, five grand to fly them out to go, you know, because you know it's going to most likely be a young girl of color. Let's keep that real. They'll probably give a young white girl counseling. Don't get rid of that baby. You know, the population is dying out. We need more white folks. Just saying. Y'all are willing to like bend over backwards for this situation. But look how many people lost their job with the whole vaccine mandate. Look how divided the country was. People were like really mad. So it was like, fuck the nurses that put their lives on the line during 2020. If you don't take this mandated vaccine, you're out of there. No sympathy, no nothing. They were just fired and let go. But these same companies now are willing to fly you if need be to go get an abortion. It's just weird to me. It's just weird. It's just, I, I just, it's just very strange. So thank you, young Kobe. Um, Andrea says, all of this is crazy because we were all just saying we didn't want the government telling us what to do with our bodies more than they already do. Exactly. Exactly. And that was the whole thing. You know, that was like the whole issue during the whole C-19 situation was the mandating, you know? Somebody says you need a conspiracy channel. I have one. It's called the Discord. <laughs> uh, shout out to my Discorders, honey. Put a teacup if you're from the Discord. That is our conspiracy channel because you really can't have conversations like this on YouTube. I'm surprised they're still allowing me to stream. To be honest with you, I, I'm surprised the stream ain't going out and getting shaky and shit. 
You know, but yeah, we have a yeah, we have a dis we have a uh, a conspiracy channel. That's the first rule of Discord. There is no Discord. <laughs> it's our underground channel, honey. <laughs> um, let's see here. Muchilla says, yo, your New York accent is good. Ew. Thank you, Muchilla. <laughs> Appreciate you, sis. Um, let's see here. Miss Melanated sent 1999 says, as a R survivor, it's important to tell, even if no one listens, telling will help you get closure. Telling helped me. No one heard or believed me. Also, I've been out of the discourse since October. What is the email? Um, LovelyT2002 at yahoo.com. Title it uh, Discord Rejoin. And make sure you have your Discord member name. Okay? So we have that name that we can match it and get you back in. So um, I'm glad, you know, that you're able to tell your story. I don't think, like, people... I don't think people should be shamed about anything they go through in life because you never know how your story will help and impact somebody. You know, when I brought Emily on my podcast... At first, people didn't understand. They're like, well, who's this white girl? And, you know, she's talking about how she was on drugs. Who cares? Well, maybe you don't care because it's never been a situation that you've had to deal with. But when she came to my meet and greet, she was just so surprised and overwhelmed as some of the people who came to her and was like, your story touched me. I'm two, three years clean and sober. Thank you for sharing your story. So you never know how your story can impact or help somebody. So I think anytime you've been through something tragic, it's it's good to share. Because again, like they say in the Bible, there's never a test without a testimony. Okay? Too many times we're told to just shut up and swallow our pain and just deal with it. There's nothing wrong with talking about it. But definitely make sure that not only you're healing from that, but that you get out of those situations. Not your situation, because that's something totally different. But I'm talking like, you know, abuse, drugs, things like that. So thank you for the super chat, sis. Um, let's see here. Kit Finn says, my mother had six plus abortions before she missed the cutoff date with me. My mother-in-law missed her cutoff. My bestie was in a DV situation when she had hers. Wow. So six plus. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. You know, and I think at some point in time, I'm going to keep it real with you. I think people getting multiple at, at some point in time, you know, people will look at you with the side eye because it's like it's a lot easier to just get a depot or get your tubes tied if you don't want kids as opposed to going through that because it's very traumatic for people. You know, it's not an easy thing to go through, you know, continuously. So, you know, but... God had plans and you're here. So I, I'm sure for some people, she probably thinks about those other abortions. The fact that she told you about that and didn't keep it with her says that she's still thinking about that. And maybe she feels, you know, hurt or resentment, you know, because we don't know what her situation was where she got into that situation six plus times. So thank you for the super chat. Um, Let's see here. Tammy Francois, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Amy Lara says, thank you, T. It's hard to discuss this with my family sometimes. They have tunnel vision, and they say don't have sex, use protection. It's not easy to come to the conclusion to get an abortion. 
Yes. No, you are very much welcome. And, um, yeah, people just, you know, it's, it's very easy. Like I said, there's certain things that it's very easy to type. You know, it, you know, everybody, you know, is a superhero online. You know, everybody's a perfect patty online. But in the real world, when you find yourself in those particular situations, what would you do? You know, it's easy to say don't put yourself in the situation. That's a given. But if that birth control fails, are you with somebody that you can see yourself with raising a father? If that birth control fails, is that woman worthy of carrying your child to full term and you guys creating a household together? So that's where people really need to think ahead. It's not even so much the birth control failing. It's the partner's. That we're sleeping with. Is this person worthy of being the father or the mother of my child? Because nothing's 100%. And if you can't see them being a father and mother, birth control or not, you really shouldn't be sleeping with them. You know, so like I said, there's a lot of nuances to the conversation. But thank you. Thank you for the super chat. Um, Maria Vasquez says, hey, T, just want to say I agree with you. Everyone's situation is different. I have a one-year-old off of an IUD, and my babies are 13 and 18. <laughs> God bless you. Love you. Thank you so much. Oh, Lord. Oh, I hear them IUD stories, child. My, my baby's 16. I don't know if I can do it. You know, it's just a lot. You know, I love the babies. I'll babysit, but I don't know if I want to start all over. So bless you with your 18-year-old and your 13-year-old. I know that was a surprise, but, yeah, it, it happens. You know, where people be on birth control and, you know, when you see kids and there's that large age gap, that little one was a surprise. Nobody was expecting, you know what I'm saying, this child that has a 20-year age different from their sibling. You know, but it happens all the time. It really does. So thank you, love. Um, Remus World says they clown Kiki, but don't keep the same energy for white women, for the white woman Duggar. Or thank you, Kate plus eight with all those damn kids. Love you, T. Love you too. Yeah, that's the truth. Like I said, it's a no-win situation sometimes for black women. If they have a bunch of kids and keep them, they're doing too much. And, you know, it's, it's all this, you know, they're talking down to them. But then if they have abortions, you know, they're the worst people in the world. It's like there's, it's like no win. That's why I say you have to do what's right for you. Pray on it. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like every child is a blessing. But not every situation is a blessing, you know. So all you can do is pray on it and decide what you're going to do. Because at the end of the day, that's your cross to bear. It's not my job to, to, you know, put any more of a burden on you. That's your cross to bear. You know, we all got our own crosses. Nobody's perfect. We all go through shit. You know what I'm saying? So thank you for the super chat. Elizabeth says, hey, from Switzerland in the chat. Hey, uh, oh, Elizabetta. Ebony. Oh, kind of heard of the name, Elizabetta. Well, hey, uh, Miss Switzerland. Thank you for coming through. <laughs> I was when I had my international tea sippers in here. Um, let's see here. Somebody says I have a seven-year-old and a 20-year-old. Yep, the seven-year-old was totally unexpected. <laughs> but the good thing is when you have a child that old, they'll definitely step up and help out. So that's the good thing. They will. Somebody else says I'm 24 my brother is 23. My sister is 16. Our little brother is two. Oh, my. <laughs> that is so funny. 
Yeah, that's how it is with my little sister. Me and my little sister are like 11 years apart. She's closer in age with my oldest son. And so she became an aunt when she was like in first grade. You know, so that was awkward. So we kind of raised her and my oldest son for a while. Like, oh, that's your big sister. You know, they're kind of raised as brother and sister as opposed to aunt. And you know what I'm saying? Nephew. So, yeah, that's that's always just weird when your parents have an unexpected child. And especially when you have a, a child young. So that's always funny. Yeah, she's been an aunt since the first grade. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> Somebody says, I'm six. No, I'm 46 and my sister is 23. But why are you mad though, Rona? You mu- they must have made you babysit. You mad as hell at the 23-year-old? You must have had, you couldn't go nowhere. You had to babysit while mom went to work. <laughs> that is too funny. Uh, let's see here. DNCs are abortions in disguise for wealthy or white people. Okay. Thank you for the super chat. Let's see here. Uh, Michael Scales sent nine ninety nine. He says one thing I've noticed about the abortion topics is people bad mouthing doctors, not understanding that any medical reasoning on what doctors actually do or say around the topic of abortions. Yeah, a lot of people demonize the abortion doctors, but again, they wouldn't be there if people didn't need the procedures done. You know, so. Yeah, the whole thing is it's, it's very tricky. But even before, like, safe abortions were legal, people were doing things to get rid of kids anyways. You know, you had women, like, back in, like, the 30s and 40s and stuff, punching themselves in the stomach and jumping on their stomachs and drinking all types of weird potions and sticking hangers up them. You know, there were women who used to die back in the day performing these illegal abortions. You know, so they're nothing new. If somebody wants to get rid of a child because of the circumstance, they're going to try and do that. There's nothing new under the sun. It's just a safer way now. But yeah, that those, yeah, um, Eli in the chat, those are real stories. Yes, back in the day, people would stick hangers up them. And if you, you know, jab at the wrong thing or jab at the uterus incorrectly, you could bleed to death. A lot of people died that way. You know, so it's it's very scary. People have, you have to understand history. So I get why some people who are pro-abortion are really upset. Because there was a time where people went to these illegal abortion clinics. They, they were all underground. And a lot of times they took places at whorehouses. Because back then, you know, it was hard for women to find work. So one of the oldest professions is prostitution. Well, there wasn't really birth control back then. Who wants to be sleeping with all these men for money because that's the only way you really can take care of yourself. And now you're pregnant. That drops their stock in the whorehouse. And now they're taking care of some chick's baby. So a lot of people went to these whorehouses to get these, you know, underground abortions. So, yeah, it's, it's really, it goes deep. It goes deep. Um, let's see here. Emmy says it's 1.20 a.m. in Switzerland. They sent me $10 in Switzerland money. I love you, Auntie. Thank you so much. Thank you for staying up with me. I'm about to get ready to get up out of here. 6.30 here. But thank you so much. Um, Gracious 
Gracious greatness. Okay. From the UK sent $10 says T thanks for giving me some insight with a different perspective to do this. I don't have a dog in this fight as I don't live in the U S unrelated. I love to listen to you on Spotify live. Thank you so much. And this is what it's about. I just really want to have an open discussion just because honestly, in my personal life, even with my subscribers, I know people on every end of the spectrum from being against abortion to feeling guilty to, you know, having late term abortions to using it as birth control. Like I literally know people on every end of the spectrum, even people who were ard and still gave birth to these children and gave them up, you know, so as women, man, I don't care your race. We go through shit. We go through a lot of stuff as women. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, goodbye, Blue Sky. I almost forgot about the R. Kelly situation, child. I don't leave yet. <laughs> Blue Sky was like, don't you dare leave before you hit on R. Kelly. Thank you for reminding me because y'all know. <laughs> I'm glad I'm out. <laughs> so glad I seen your message. Okay. Um, <laughs> let me get on this R. Kelly situation. I've been down here for two hours. Damn, we got over 11,000 people watching. Wow. Thank you guys so much. Make sure I hit that like button if I'm edifying you. Okay, we got 11,000 people watching. We got 4,000 likes. We need way more likes, okay? Thank y'all. Um, let's see here. Okay, R. Kelly, child. Good old the pissy pipe piper. Not only him, but Jaslaine Maxwell. Y'all know I've been dragging Jaslaine for the past three years. That was the lady who worked with um, Jeffrey Epstein. You know what I'm saying? She was a procurer of a lot of these girls. And so she was sentenced yesterday to 20 years in prison and had the nerve to have a sassy response. She said, I hope all y'all are happy now. Bitch, we are happy. What the hell? We've been waiting for the past 20 years for your ass to be locked up. We happy and we celebrating, Jaslaine. Can't guilt us. Talking about I hope y'all are happy now. I think she's going to spill the tea, though. Um, so now let's go ahead and talk about a good old R. Kelly, the pissy pie piper. Let me see here. I had just pulled up his video. Okay, it's breaking news. It was breaking news. Hold on. Let me share this the screen with y'all here. Fame, fortune, and stardom. By the time his victims saw through the empty promises, it was too late. Mr. Kelly attempted to silence these victims through bribery, intimidation, blackmail, and physical violence. He once sang that sometimes the silence can be so loud. Thankfully, these brave victims and true survivors will be heard forever, while Mr. R. Kelly will be left alone in a jail cell in silence for many, many years to come. It is com comforting to now know that not only the loud noise he heard will hear every day is his prison cell door slamming shut behind him. No matter how many hit songs he may have released, his legacy will, be rem not, will not be remembered by that of his voice, but by the voices of the brave women and men who came forward forward to reveal to the world the monster that R. Kelly truly is. Mr. K Kelly underestimated the bravery and resilience of those he once preyed upon when they were young and vulnerable. These victims are the unsung heroes today. Today is about them. Today is their day. Today is their victory. Thank you. What took you so long, sir? Why did you fail victims for decades, sir? Thank you, everybody. Any 
question. Here comes Gloria Audrey. Oh, she's not even going to tell us about the end. Okay. I want to see what Gloria Albert was going to say. Let me see if I can find. Let me see. I want to hear what she got to say. You know, she she's Queen Ambulance Chaser, honey. Nine, okay, three hours ago. Here we go. Let's see what she got to say. Today, R. Kelly was sentenced to prison for his many crimes against underage girls. And R. Kelly used the power of his celebrity and his music business to lure and to manipulate and to isolate and to denigrate many young girls. He was a skilled sexual predator who preyed on his victims, and after grooming them, he inflicted significant emotional and sometimes physical harm on them, which in some cases will continue to hurt them for the rest of their lives. Much of the pain that they suffered because of him was evident as the victims read their victim impact statements today in court. They wanted the court to understand their pain and for the defendant to hear the harm that they've suffered as a result of the pain that he has inflicted on them. Although we had what he may have thought was a perfect scheme to sexually victimize young victims. He underestimated their courage to fight back and assist law enforcement in making him accountable in a court of law. All of my clients, who were, by the way, the majority of the victims who testified in this case, were very courageous as they testified and were cross-examined and or spoke to law enforcement or testified before a grand jury to assist in the prosecution of R. Kelly. Together, they were able to fight his power by becoming empowered young women themselves. Okay, let me come on the screen here. Okay, so let me say this. Y'all know I have been covering the Pissy Pie Piper, a.k.a. R. Kelly, for years on this channel. Just, you know, the foolishness that was um, even the surviving R. Kelly debacle and all that. Um, I'm glad that the real victims, I say that again because th there's a few brides in that mix that were not victims, okay? And I still don't like that girl, Faith. Just for the fact me and her got into it in the DMs, she can kick rocks. But to the real victims of R. Kelly, they're not going to get their justice, okay? But what I find very interesting about this is I didn't see a press conference for Ghislaine Maxwell, you know, I didn't. I don't even remember seeing like a huge press conference for Harvey Weinstein. It's like Harvey Weinstein sentence. That was it. it. It's very interesting how they're handling this very, very publicly, as it should be. But with Ghislaine, unless you're, you know, been keeping up with it, it wasn't really announced and talked about like that. And is it because the people who are involved in that case, you're talking about politicians, the royals, you know, princes. She got tea that can take down an entire nation. Because they're like very quiet with that one. But with this R. Kelly situation, I do feel like he's going to start naming names. I definitely feel like that. He done got sentenced now to 30 years. Oh, he's about to see. If y'all thought he could sing before, I believe I can fly. Oh, shit. He about to sing now. Okay. I believe he's about to sing his ass off. He's going to he's going to basically blast the entire, you know, music industry. 
Because this didn't start with R. Kelly. There was a lot of folks involved in this. And I'm still disappointed at the adults who allowed this foolishness. You know, it's one thing, you know, being a child, right? Because when you're young, you just don't get it. You know, you want to be famous. This is your passion. You want to be a singer. But your job as a parent is to protect your child by any means necessary. So I don't respect a lot of these parents who knew R. Kelly's background, but still brought their daughters to R. Kelly. Because again, to them, the ends justified the means. And as long as their daughter was staying with R. Kelly and eating good, and it was just one less mouth in the household that I have to feed and take care of, it is what it is. As long as my daughter is sending back some money home and sending me a bag and whatever else, it is what it is. There's a lot of people that need to be in jail right along with R. Kelly. And I just find it very disturbing that you had adults who admitted on the stand to faking uh, birth certificates for Leah, who was a minor, taking her to get an abortion, just all types of craziness. And they're only talking, not because they care about these real victims, but to save their own ass. They all jumped ship. But they were the ones that R. Kelly would send to scour the malls, to get these young girls' phone numbers. It's insane. I think they all need to go to jail, parents included. Parents included. At the end of the day, your job in this world, if you bring a child into this world, it is your job to protect that child by any means necessary. It is not that job, it's not that child's job to take care of you. You're the parent. You had that child. They didn't have you. Okay? If you see your if you see that your child has a talent, then you go about it the right means. Meaning you take them to legitimate agencies. Have them singing in talent shows. Have them singing in front of the damn, you know, subway. Go ahead and sing. Y'all throw some money in a hat. What happened to those type of parents? You had these fools bringing their kids literally to R. Kelly's mansion. So, yeah, I just, I, I'm glad this chapter um, is closed and ended. But it's a, it's a lot of people, honey, that are really, I, I'm, I'm curious to see if any celebrities are really going to speak on this. I think a lot of them, especially from the 90s, a lot of y'all need to shut the fuck up and sip y'all's tea. Y'all need to just sit back, sip slow, and act like you didn't even hear this verdict. Because a lot of y'all were doing a lot of scandalous shit in the 90s. A lot of y'all was fucking on a lot of little young girls too. Okay? You know, a lot of these celebrities are around R. Kelly's age. They're very quiet. They have no opinion. <laughs> Me don't know nothing. They don't know shit. They have no opinion. So, yeah, you know, we're, we're living in, in new times. Um... Victims are getting their justice. And I think that, you know, this is a, a day and age where people are allowed to speak and, and talk about the things that they're going through. But the problem is, unfortunately, you also have attention whores who end up in the mix and then it convolutes stuff. So I'm glad the jury was able to pick out the bullshit, you know what I'm saying, and figure out who the real victims were. And get those real victims justice. The attention seekers, I could care less about them. 
So, yeah, this whole situation is crazy. Um, child, somebody said Jussie needs to be back in jail. Jussie, that narcissist, he was at all the BT parties, child. I saw Jussie about two times, just floating around like shit was sweet. Just running all around Taraji's party. I'm like, boy, you going to sit your ass down somewhere. He was at the BT Awards. He was on the red carpet. Just a weirdo. Just, just, just no sense of anything. And people are like, what, what do you think he should do, T? Should he just, you know, uh, crawl in a hole and die? Nobody said that. But my thing is just go sit down somewhere. Just, just sit down somewhere. Oh, we're just lying and creating chaos. <laughs> Somebody said Trey Songs is next. Ciao. That's going to be an interesting one. No, Juicy Smule didn't learn his lesson. Juicy don't care because he knows Hollywood is going to accept him back. You know what I'm saying? He feels like, well, he didn't kill anybody, luckily. You know, so they're going to go ahead and let him come back. Oh, he was, yeah, he was all over L.A., all over. No no shame whatsoever. That's how you know a real narcissist. And like I've said for years, there's no more shame in society. This man literally faked an entire hoax, put his good friend and our vice president. Has anybody seen Kamala? I haven't seen her in a while, just asking. Um, you know, put her in a horrible light, put Cory Booker in a horrible light, because they came out defending him. Big Daddy, uh... Not not Bruce Big Daddy. What's the other one? Lee Daniels. Big Daddy Lee Daniels. Put him in a bad light. Got Empire Show canceled. Did all this fuckery for attention. And he just, no shame. Just on the BT Awards, just posing, smiling. I'm like, wow. The narcissism is rich with this one. Just rich. On the Sway Show, lying. Just making up stuff. I didn't even say that. I didn't even do nothing. People just lying on me. Really? People are lying on you, Jesse. Must be nice. <laughs> Somebody said she's very vocal, giving interviews and everything. Kamala's still around. I just haven't seen Kamala. I don't know. But then again, I'm over the presidency. You know, Joe Biden falling off that bike. It wasn't funny, but it was funny. It wasn't funny because he's old. You know, you don't want old people to get hurt. You know what I'm saying? You don't want them to, you know, break a hip. But um, it was still kind of funny. Cause <laughs> I don't care it's funny. So <laughs> I'm trying to be professional, child. I don't care. I laughed and I'm still laughing. It was funny. And then I looked at it kind of esoterical. I'm like, damn, the president falling is that like a, a symbol that the, is this going to be the fall of America? Like, what the hell? What, like, you? how did you fall? <laughs> Not the bicycle emoji. <laughs> I can't stand y'all. <laughs> Let me see if I have the video. It's on my page, so we was going to find it. He was just, it was a good sunny day. Nice and warm, clear skies. Here go Joe Biden just... <laughs> did he fall on it's like his foot got caught in the pedal or something child I, don't know. I can't keep up with his antics i'm trying to see if i can find oh, here it is i found it let me share this in case you i don't know how y'all missed this shit but let me share it real quick before i go let's see here
like that. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That was crazy. Whew. <laughs> I don't that no child. It's time for me to go. I've been out here for two hours and 23 minutes, honey. But um, I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all so much for coming through and spending these past two hours with me. This has just been a, a wonderful stream. Um, thank y'all for the love and the super chats. Um, I'm going to read two more before I go here. Uh, let me see. <laughs> uh, Dora Pierce says, hey, T, been watching since 2015, 2016. Appreciate your work. You inspire me to build my own table. Working on some big things, and I want to leave teaching. You inspire me to make moves. That's what's up, and thank you so much for coming through. Glad I can be an inspiration to you. Um, let's see here. Arian Williams says, My aunt was forced to have an abortion in the 1950s at 13 and could never have a kid again. Wow. Who are we? I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah, those illegal abortions... They caused a lot of damage back in the day. And that's the part that's scary because you don't want that becoming a resurgence. Even Plan B now is getting more scarce to buy because I guess Sukiana thinks it's cute to buy the whole Plan B um, packages at uh, CVS. This is Suki. This is her post. I got all mine. You can't tell me how many I can buy when I'm the reason everybody supported y'all's company. So she went and bought out, I guess, all the Plan B at her local CVS pharmacy. Child. <laughs> so, you know, can y'all say something for, like, the regular average struggling teenager, please? Suki, you can afford to have another baby, okay? <laughs> so, yeah, that whole situation's a mess. But, yeah, hopefully it just doesn't go back to that. Because a lot of women were hurt during the time of illegal abortions. So, thank you for this super chat. Um, Hero Lane says, hey, T, been watching you for years. People aren't pro-abortion. That's not it at all. It's pro-choice. She can decide to keep it or not. I mean, yeah, it's pro-choice, but it's still pro-abortion. Like, you can't, you know what I mean? It's a choice, but you're still for abortion. That's what pro means. Like, I'm pro you choosing, and if your choice is abortion, I'm for that. It's the same thing. Um, you guys are just breaking it up into nuances. But at the end of the day, if you are pro-abortion, pro-choice, again, that is your business. I have no issue with you. You know what I'm saying? So to each its own. Um, let's see here. Kai sent $49.99. Thank you so much, Kai. She says, mother of two, graduated with a marketing degree, got real estate license, started a business, etc. Women, please never limit yourself. The world is yours. Ha had a dream while pregnant with my last to start an organization to help women. I now realize why. That is so dope. That is so dope. And congratulations to you and all your future endeavors. So thank you so much for the support. Appreciate you. So y'all, on that note, I am officially out of here. Um, I will see y'all soon. I'll be in New Orleans in a few days. So I'll see some of y'all out there. So thank you guys once again for the support. Y'all have a good evening. Bye.